If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you're alone and wish that you could just bone, you know that you can go to Pound Town. If your head is reeling, just ignore all your feelings. You can always go to Pound Town. Romancing the podcast shows you rom-coms aren't so pretty Like a bunch of cheating assholes who all live in New York City Rich people suck You know Mikey's a ghosting king And Todd's into Ryan Reynolds Page wants Kurt every week To go to Pound Town Even with a fiancé Pound Town What would your best friend say? Pound Town This podcast is waiting for Thank you for tuning into Romancing the Pod. You had us at hello. I'm Paige Wesley. I'm Mikey Randolph. Nailed it. And I'm Todd Schlosser. And joining us today is the amazing Crystal Adams. Crystal Adams. <laughs> hello. Yay. Hello. As requested by the fans. Oh, yeah. Backstreet's back. Right. <laughs> and I'm sick as shit I did that for you. That's how much I love you, Crystal. <laughs> Appreciated. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. And I believe this was your pick. So we did Tyler Perry Presents. Why, why did, did I we get, get married? married? I would like to submit the title should be Why Did Any of Them Get Married? <laughs> yes. Except for the last couple. The most recent marriage I support 100%. Yeah. I hope they're doing okay. wonderful. Yeah, Sheila's the, my favorite part of this movie. I cried many times in her scenes. <laughs> of course. Of because course. she is like on a journey of like learning who she is and shit. But Troy, Troy went for it though, you know? Troy was like, I see weakness. Let's jump on it. No, no. I think on Troy marriage, genuinely like, oh yeah, on her marriage, definitely. On her, he's <laughs> like, she's great and doesn't deserve this monster. He's like, what if you didn't do what you're doing now? <laughs> Wink. Join me here in, in Colorado the area. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me, ma'am, whose life just fell apart. Let me build life with you. Like, yeah. I understood why he like swung in on that. Because he saw her value, and that's why it made me cry every time they had scenes of course, together. Of course, I loved of it. Course. I didn't love everything else in this movie. No, and you know what's funny is that, so this was my journey in watching it, is being like, I think I saw this before. And then oh. I kept watching it, and I was like, no, I think I've watched this entire movie. And I kept thinking, ooh, I have to apologize to all of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely no, not. No, this was amazing. No. <laughs> no, pretty much every Tyler Perry thing we've ever done. 
Yeah, I I don't think amazing is what I would use per se. Oh, no, this is perfect for our show, Mikey. Yes. Amazing for the podcast. We're going to have a lot to talk about. Yes. Yes. There are so many awful things that these people do to each other in front of other people where I was like, I would have murdered the whole group in a cab in the cabin. <laughs> I think. I think. Mikey, they are so callously mean on yeah. fucking Main Street. Like uh-huh. it is <laughs> insane. That's why I love Sheila. Cause Sheila is like truly just a good person who's like yes. having a hard time with her at the beginning of the movie at least. Shitbag husband. Yeah. Yeah. I would submit that this is Black love, actually. <laughs> I mean, I think love actually has more couples than this, though. But I understand what you did. mean because there's a lot of stories going on here. Yeah, and I really just love Sheila's toxic, unhealthy stories. You know. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I mean, there is definitely that. And that little bow that says "love." Actually, all it needed was a little bow in the title card that said, "Why did we get married?" Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did anybody else make the mistake of renting the stage play of this? What? The no! first time on Amazon Prime. <laughs> was that just me? Yeah, I think that was just you. Yeah. So I did that because uh, I, and listen, I love Just Watch. I use it all the time to find out where our movies are streaming, right? Uh-huh. So I clicked on the link to it and it took me to the stage play and I rented it. And I, listen, I watched the first 15 minutes and I'm going to go back and finish that bitch. <laughs> Was there singing? Was there a singing song in the singing song? <laughs> I feel like that would have made Todd like it more. It starts out at the cabin. Like, it starts. Okay. A- anyway. Okay. And it's also longer. Ooh, deleted scenes. I'm definitely going to go back and watch it. I'm out. <laughs> I can't do longer. Does, does it start off at a college where a white girl is asking a lot of annoying questions? Does it, does it also no. do <laughs> No, but can I just say this? I would never audition for a Tyler Perry movie because I would definitely be the villain. (laughs) I'd do it. I I think that'd be hilarious. Mikey, I'd do it with you. Like if we could be like the idiot brothers who like destroy the town or are trying to like destroy the town, let's do it. No, you'll be gay on a plane with a dog. I would be honored. But doesn't he shoot like whole seasons of shows in a week? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good for him. I have a friend. This is a crazy story that he I have a friend that showed up and they were supposed to like have him mic because he actually had a line. And they were like, well, we didn't know about that. and We got to shoot. So we just got to go. And he's like, but my line is not going to be heard. He's like, we'll figure it out. So they do the scene <laughs> and then they like shuffle him into some office and they're like, oh, they're going to have me like, you know, ADR it, like record my line and drop it in. Yeah. yeah. ADR it just like right now. That's what I would have done in that situation. Yeah. Well, because he was like, OK, that's fine. Like, just call my agent and schedule me another day. And they're like, no, 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 no. We're going to do this right now. Like, <laughs> and then somebody comes in because it's like their office. And then they're like, oh, I guess we got to find another room. And then they like find another room. It's just like, <laughs> this is how, and these, I think these people are terrified to not do anything within, a, within less than a week. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've heard wild things. <laughs> the thing, okay. So I don't know anything about Tyler Perry as a person. Oh, wow. But okay. I think it's really cool what he has built. Sure. Like, that guy, and maybe it was just because of, you know, where he was born, when he was born, into the community he was born into, right? 
-hmm. but he is very smart to have capitalized on the underserved market. Mm -hmm. Clearly there was an underserved market there and he stepped in and like owns it now. Mm -hmm. And that's why he's worth like a billion dollars because studios wouldn't, wouldn't fund his movies. So he self did it Mm -hmm. and good for him. That's cool as shit. Yeah. But he ain't paying anybody else market rates. Well, that's the stuff I don't know. And that's what I mean. Like, like that's the tricky part. <laughs> yeah. I like the way that he was, and I think probably forced, to buck the studio system. Sure. And that's awesome. But, like, pay your people. Yeah. Like, th- there's lessons to be learned from that. And that is studio systems aren't, like, great. To their employees mm-hmm. or their creatives, I should say. Their CEOs are doing great. Yeah. Anyway, I just think that that is cool. I, I think, you know, good for him for building that. I think it's cool that he probably set a really toxic standard for relationships for a whole generation. Oof, yeah, my, I mean- oof <laughs> my man. Yeah, this movie does not send great messages, I think. <laughs> I do wish they didn't end, mostly end up together. I will say that. Oh, but yeah. there were parts where I was like, when they're identifying some of the issues, I was like, This is not unreasonable, and some of the advice people are giving each other is not wrong, but then they all end up together, and I was like, oh, no. Right. (laughs) Well, like, okay, like, the the couple that Tyler Perry's in with, like, I'm like, okay, she works too much. She's a workaholic, How do you make it work? He wants more kids. Right, right. I was like, okay, so there's communication difficulties, and he's kind of jealous of her work, and I'm sure they'll work it out, and then she's like, I got my two times secretly behind your back, and I was like, you got a secret surgery behind your husband's back? What even the, the logistics of that like that's crazy <laughs> what's the recovery time on that surgery yes. like what what was he doing during the he is also a doctor how would she have hit <laughs> yeah. that from him like that's nuts to me right i was like how did you hide it from like the insurance it's also usually not covered by insurance so like uh, she just paid out of pocket to like get, <laughs> so he didn't know like that, I was like, I mean, they are very like, they both have very high paying jobs. So maybe she did, but like, sure, th- it's days recovery, right? I would have walked away immediately. I would have walked away immediately. Mikey, I know you would have. Yeah. Here's the thing. It's definitely enough of a recovery that you're, unless you did it while he was like away on a business trip or right? something like your spouse would notice. I would think, but the crazier yeah. thing is that he's like, I can't believe you're spending so much time on the phone while you're defending that 16 year old who's been wrongly accused of murder. Right. I was like, what? <laughs> I mean, let's, can we start though with the place that like, they have zero chemistry. Yes. Zero. Like they have negative chemistry. There's also, I know everyone gets on me when I say that it looks like there's a significant age gap and there may not be. Maybe she just looks amazing. It does but at look one like point, that. At one point, Tyler Perry's like, I mean, I'm 36. I can't be dating now. Oh my God. <laughs> That's exactly, that blew my mind. In dog years? Like, what are we talking about? That's me. I'm like, as a 27 year old, <laughs> I can't stand this. I literally wrote down wait are they all supposed to be 36 yes there's no way there's no way they're all supposed to be around the same age at least everyone is old in this film and they're like you can't date at 36 and i was like hey all i have learned this month is you don't have to be friends with the people you were friends with in college that's all i've learned (laughs) (laughs) every movie we've watched has had the same theme hardcore agree mikey i want to close the loop on this really quick Sharon Leal, who played Tyler Perry's wife in this movie, is 51 years old right now. Tyler Perry, 54. So they are not super far away in age. They were close. He just looks bad. She does look (laughs) way younger than him. Yeah. She looks amazing in this movie. I mean, he looks older in this film than he does now. I don't know what's going on. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. What what kind of spells and potions is he drinking? I don't know. Oh, my God. Okay. So 
I so I just got back from New Orleans and I was at a a day job work thing uh, with two women who were in their 50s who looked amazing. And I turned to one of them and I was like, vampire to vampire, what are you doing? Like, you look awesome. And she just went, oh, lasers. And then didn't give me any more information. <laughs> what? And now I have more questions than I did before. I was like, were you talking to the ghost of L. Ron Hubbard? Like, that sounds like some <laughs> insane Scientology level shit. I was like, are you like on your face? Are you drinking them? Like, what is Drinking that? lasers? Just, just lasers. Don't worry about it. Mikey, you know something. I can tell. I don't know. But she was just like, oh, lasers. And then just never told me anything else. It was hysterical. <laughs> I don't know. This film, that 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 scene with the dinner where everybody just spills all their secrets, I would have just gotten up and been like, I no longer want to see any of you ever again. And I would have just, <laughs> I would have walked out of that life forever. But you would have missed her hitting the villain of this movie with a bottle, right? Oh like, Paige, how dare you? There are multiple villains in this movie. <laughs> that's yeah. fair, that's fair. That's she fair, only that's hits fair. one of them. He's the worst <laughs> in my mind. And then like, there's an argument to be made that Mike is less of a villain because he's upfront about it. <laughs> I know. I disagree. I would call Mike uh, verbally abusive. Mike is abusive. Because Mike's like, I hate my wife and I'm cheating on her. Yeah. And then the other people are like, we're we're all cheating too and also hate our wife, but we lie to her. And I'm like, okay, Tyler Perry is not cheating, but I do think there are other issues with Tyler Perry's character. Oh yeah, definitely. But also Mike is not just being honest with Sheila. Mike is oh, no, abusing he's abusive. No, Sheila. He's abusive. <laughs> he is. No, he's straight up abusive. And she's like, no, it's okay. He's nice. I'm like, he's not nice, girl. Every time she just said, I just got to lose the weight, I was like, oh, yeah. Sob. Yeah, you got to lose the 200 pounds you married. Exactly. <laughs> Everyone's bad. <laughs> Troy's a bad cop. Also, strangulation is like a precursor to killing your partner. I'm sorry. Troy's a bad cop? Yes. How dare you? Two couples strangle each other in front of him, and that is a precursor to murder. That's oh, true. yeah. Okay. So, like, listen, <laughs> you've got a very good point there. You're right. I think he's a great husband to Sheila. Is he protecting and serving his community the best he can? Probably not. No, but I do like that it definitely was a case of them having to like combine characters somehow to make it make sense. Yeah. Because because it literally not until way later in the movie do you find out that it's his dad's cabin. So when they first get there, I was like, why is the sheriff there? And he's yeah. like, here's your cabin. And I was like, does he just bring everyone to their cabin? <laughs> what is this town? Uh, but then we find out it's his. And I was like, okay. But yeah, no, these couples are very bad. These are very bad couples. Yeah. That one guy's healing journey is like being abusive to his ex and his new wife at the same time and like now uh -huh. he's come a long way and like he's learned a lesson don't talk about black dynamite that way <laughs> but yes no you're you're correct that did happen on the screen i honestly don't think he really gets like a redemptive arc like i feel like in these morality plays which is what this is mm -hmm. he stands out as like he is currently living out his punishment for what he was doing at the beginning of the movie uh -huh. like he hasn't grown necessarily but his character stands there as the person who was being punished for the evil stuff, evil quote stuff that he did at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. So like, I don't think, I don't think they were trying to give him an arc. Oh, you mean you, he, we're talking about two different people, Todd. Oh, I'm talking about Sheila's first husbands. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the guy who caught VD from yes. his wife and then gave it to his affair partner and then also his ex. <laughs> yeah, that brings me to my next question. Were there any couples you guys wanted to end up together? Take Sheila and her new husband out of it because, yes, okay. I wanted them to stay together. Right. But at the beginning of the movie, those couples, did you want any of them to stay together? No. Um, no, 
I'll let Janet Jackson and her husband yeah. stay together as they work through their grief. That's the one. Yeah, that's the one. And they were the only ones, mm-hmm. in my opinion, that had real chemistry. Yes. Yes. And workable problems. Yeah. <laughs> like none of them were the bad guys. Right. It was just life. I mean, their problems were their child died and they are dealing yeah. with that grief. And like, that's hard, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, so th- their problems were believable. And I did believe they love each other. But none of them murdered the child, which was, I thought, a good thing. <laughs> they didn't murder the child, Mikey. What the well, fuck? I know. That's what I said. I said that the rest of the couples, there's like, they're just awful to each other. And they have like a real life issue. Yes. I, I will burn a fun fact here because this is a stage play. As, as Todd found out. I happen to know for a fact you can watch it on Amazon. <laughs> and if you want to join me, it was only $3.99 to rent. But because I started right. it, I only have 24 hours to finish watching it. <laughs> there you go. I guess we know what you're watching today. So I'm getting a double dose of Why Did I Get Married today. Well, then you might find that Janet Jackson's character, Patricia, and her husband, Gavin, weren't part of the stage play. And neither were Marcus and Angela. Too bad because Marcus and Angela, while definitely should not be together, very fun to watch. Oh, yeah. I also think Angela, like as an actress on the screen, love her, is having the most fun with her character. Oh, my yes. God. Yes. Every line. I- I'm not saying she's my favorite person in this movie. She's my favorite person in this movie. But damn, <laughs> she is awesome. Like, I loved how nuts she was. It was, uh, it was amazing. I liked everyone's performance yeah I, from from mike to sheila to and like, like they like just mike being like i literally hate you because you're my wife and you're ugly and i hate you and then he just seemed like he was having fun with it and you're just like wow okay i uh that actress is is tasha smith and she was also on survival of the thickest and basically mm-hmm. plays the same character yeah exactly and is amazing amazing i loved her the entire movie because she was also the only one that was like we need to tell sheila right the fuck now yeah and mm-hmm. that's where i land on that yeah none of this like we'll pretend until we can get her to feel better no bitch you know that someone is actively hurting your friend and betraying their trust? No. And brought her, brought his mistress on vacation with your friend group. How fucking dare he? <laughs> no. Uh-uh. I'm Team Angela on that one. Uh, we are <gasps> going to not only tell her, we're going to kick him out of the cabin. Like, whatever we need to do. <laughs> I'm never talking to that dude again. Like, if that happened yes! with me and my college friends... I would like just be like, we're never talking to Randy again. Like he is a monster. That was wild to me as well. Cause they would, the guys would go off and have like a side conversation that is basically like a villain monologue. And then they're like, I love that guy. We had algebra together. You know? Oh man, <laughs> he used to play football on our college team, man. It's wild. Yeah. yeah he's cheating on his wife. It's fine. Like it's yeah nuts yeah hey man can you get some antibiotics up here like I got the clap oh I have so many questions about the logistics of that as well I was like don't they need to be cold stored <laughs> maybe not but like you can't just call and be like yeah a patient I haven't seen and have no documentation for send me them syringes <laughs> like what what is going like at best it's suspicious at worst I'm like hide the ketamine <laughs> like where what is that? I don't think he was trying to put his friend in a K-hole so much as he was trying to cure him of the clap. But I'm like, if the, he, you can't just randomly check out medicine. No, you, a doctor can call in prescriptions to any pharmacy. Yeah. I mean, he totally could have done that. 
The weird thing was that he called his office and had them ship it yes, instead of calling yes. down to like the local CVS <laughs> and yes. being like, yeah. I need you to fill this. And then calling the sheriff and being like, hey, there's a married lady up here you're going to fall in love with, but bring me that penicillin. Because like I've had, I have a friend who is a doctor and I've had her refill my inhaler prescription before. Like, yo, we've been there, but I have to then go pick it up at the pharmacy. Of course. The fact that they never have... They don't know who the patient is. They don't have the patient picking it up at the pharmacy. Hades, they have one week to film and <laughs> write this. One week to so... film and write this. <laughs> we don't have time. You're right. Too many questions. <laughs> too many questions. Too many locations. Not enough green screened bedrooms. But going back to Angela, though, like, yes, she her character and her lines were so good to the point that I was like, I don't think Tyler Perry wrote her part. Right. Like, I genuinely was like, I think they just let her go and let her say things. It was just too good because it was always what everybody was thinking. Mm -hmm. And that you're like, you kind of hope that somebody would say, but then when they say it, it's still, you're like, oh, but they they said it out loud. Okay. <laughs> well, now we all have to deal with the fact that it's out loud. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think her and Michael J. White ad-libbed a lot of this movie. Because mm -hmm. at one point he just says, you drink to nouns and I lost my mind. <laughs> I love that too, Paige. I thought that shit was hilarious. <laughs> so funny. And every once in a while, he would just throw a crazy look at people and I was like, bro, you're not in a comedy. <laughs> like, does, do you know? I don't But it felt like it, right? Um also <laughs> I disagree. I found this movie wildly hilarious. It was I mean, it is it is, but it's because of those two. It's because she is chewing the scenery yeah. to death in the best way. Mm -hmm. And he's sitting next to her, like, you see this crazy bitch? And it's the perfect mix. Mm -hmm. It is bonkers. It sounds like what he was actually looking at her was like, man, we got 38 scenes to shoot before lunch. We got to cook. We got to get through this. <laughs> but but speaking about the genre, though, yes. I remember in the beginning, because like I think the opening song is Michael Buble. Out, not <laughs> Nat King Cole? What sort of crime is this? Which right. surprised me, right? Yes. Uh -huh. Did you see where he did mushrooms at a at a press conference Wait. this week nat king cole has been dead for years mikey no, michael buble i know oh, i no. know i know i know i just knew where the joke was and i went there good for him though i know right <laughs> well then he had to come out because he says it he's like i did mushrooms before this press conference at a hockey game and then later on he's like i was kidding wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay so yes the opening song is michael buble yeah which is beautiful but like when there is an industry standard why not use that but also because i remember like parts of the movie because before I before I started I was like I think I might have seen parts of this movie I didn't remember that I actually had seen the whole thing mm -hmm. um, but I did find it off-putting that I just felt like that song was too upbeat for the title and like what we were about to get into <laughs> yeah. oh yeah I was like it's it's called Why Did I Get Married? Were they selling this at the time as a light rom-com? Like, is that how it was being marketed to us? Yeah, so it's actually listed as a uh, rom-com, I believe. I don't know if you guys know this. I'm a huge fan of Tyler Perry. So I wanted to watch the stage production of this. So I went ahead and rented that one as well. Totally not by mistake, but that one starts off with a bunch of people answering the question, why did I get married? After having seen the stage play, why did I get married? So like- Oh, like outside the theater? Yes. Oh no. It's actually inside the theater, outside where they're watching the play. Like it's like that close <gasps> to when they saw it. 
It's not even like on the street. They're still in the building. Oh anyway. my goodness. And are they crying? Are they like emotional because of what they just saw? Like No. <laughs> no. Okay. No. Are they stuttering? They're like, uh, cause um uh marriage because patriarchy i'm pretty sure they only picked the good ones because okay. like it is really sweet what they say i got her pregnant <laughs> yeah it's nothing like that so this is listed the film is listed as comedy drama romance it's comedy first it says yeah comedy is the first listing so i do think they were trying to play this as like a light-hearted but it's i mean here's the thing it it doesn't take as crazy of a turn as the uh, the first tyler perry movie we did Oof. temptation colon confessions of a marriage counselor sorry tyler perry presents Thank temptation you. colon confessions of a marriage counselor how dare you get that wrong where it, like halfway <laughs> through the movie it's like by the way aids oh, but like that's not even halfway that's like the last 10 minutes you're like what anyway what <laughs> but yes i do think this was supposed to be billed as like light-hearted romance fair and i do i would argue the movie takes it very light-heartedly but they're very uh -huh. serious like topics yes yeah i mean multiple affairs children passing away like yeah. a lot of very heavy stuff the, okay the first of all the fact that she is defending a teenager in a murder trial and the fact that there's a dead child in the mix just get dropped as exposition with no context right i forgot about the murder like the 16 year old murder charge i forgot about it yeah i knew she was a lawyer but i forgot i forgot about the murder trial but this is what bothered me about tyler perry's character and Sheila's first husband. Right. These two characters are so like one-sided and in the wrong way. So like Sheila's husband has no nuance. He's like only evil. And yeah. he, Tyler Perry tends to do that a lot with the evil characters in his plays or movies. Mm -hmm. And then Tyler Perry's character, I think in his mind, is only good. I agree with that. Yep. But he's not. It's, it's he's not. Yeah. He's not actually good. No. And I'm like, oh, I don't think you realize even your own toxicity because he has her apologize to him at the end. And I'm like, no, you got some apologies apologizing to do too, sir. I yes. think they both do. Yeah. Yeah. I think they should have divorced. <laughs> well, I mean, th the other part of it to me is, and she does bring it up at one point. She gets one second to be like, my body has to have the baby. I have to miss work. Yes. I have to go on leave. I have to leave my career. Yeah. It's a much bigger ask for me yeah. than it is for you. Absolutely and he's like, that's is. not important. <laughs> Like he just like brushes it off. And I was right. like, I'm like, uh, wait, what? Well, these are conversations they should have had before they got married. And then well, like, but no, here's the thing though. So they have one child, a child that we never meet. Right. We only see her asleep in a bed. She's always sleeping. Yeah. yeah that's she's only asleep. <laughs> like she's in a coffin. Yeah. But he is <laughs> repeatedly telling her he wants more children. She is not telling, she is not being as honest with him about not wanting children until it blows up. And then she got a, she got a surgery before she told him. It's all insane. And yes, that is wrong. But here's the thing. It's like some people have one kid and are like, oh, no, this is not for me. Sure. Yeah. And so and we never we don't see anything before this movie. So we don't know 
Because she seems to have been like, yeah, I'm not super into it, but maybe not as forceful, like maybe not as like directly as she should have. Yes, I agree. To me, it seemed like she was she has been trying to tell him. Yes. And he's not been fully hearing her. Yes. Now the surgery is still bonkers, but yes. That shit is nuts. The surgery, yes. The surgery is crazy. No, I, but that's I think they would have had the most realistic divorce of like, I have changed. We want different things. This is not reconcilable. Like he's like he's a pediatrician. He wants more kids, and like you know, she does not. She wants to concentrate her career, but she loves her child with him. And then they had like a sad walk away moment. Like that would have been fine for me instead of instead of making her apologize for having her 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 own wants and needs. Well, and and her own bodily autonomy. Yeah, and like you could have taken out the secret surgery and just had them deal with that issue and it would have been enough well I do think and I think Crystal you were bringing up this point a little bit earlier like Tyler (laughs) Perry sometimes makes his evil characters the most evil they can be Mm -hmm. so like I feel like for that for his wife's character in this movie that is the most evil thing she could have done and still be in theme with like what their issue is right so she like had this life altering surgery for both of them sort of right because they're married without communicating it with him which I like I sort of think it's her body. She it's gets still like the her ultimate body. last yeah. decision. Right. But it's still shitty not to talk to your husband about it first. Eh, no, it's still her body. It, but it's like an evil character written through the lens of a man. Yes. Right? Sure. Because there is a way to make her character evil, but it's like this is supposed to hit, like gut punch men in the audience and be like, ooh, I can't believe she would do that. And it's like, I don't know that women, like, maybe there's some woman out there that has done this, but I'm like, would they really, and would she really not say anything? Like, I just want to quickly bring up this show that I thought was really good. It's also based on a book called um, Fleischman is in Trouble. Oh, yeah. Did you guys see that? I haven't seen it, no. Mm -mm. It is very good. And I think, like, does such a good job at showing the nuances of two sides of a relationship that is falling apart and that is falling apart in large part because... One person does not fully understand the a- absolute mindfuckery of postpartum depression mm-hmm. and not being able to fully articulate that and the isolation that you feel because you can't articulate that and like not wanting to have kids ever again because of how sure. hurt you were in that process. She literally goes crazy and Claire Danes does an amazing job in that role. But I think it does such a good job of like through the lens of like, what what do people really do? And what choices do they actually make, good and bad, right? And I think for her character in the in this movie, like Tyler Perry just wrote her as what would be evil to to, a, to do to a man. Yeah, right. I agree. Yeah, and I think that there are some situations out there where like a woman would choose to get this surgery, or maybe like for her own safety. Yes, exactly, because of an abuse situation at home or whatever. Yes. So like, I do think that there are situations in which you would not want to communicate that possibly with your abuser, but that's not what we've seen in this movie. I do think Tyler Perry is not a great guy. So like, no, was there some communication before? for that surgery that he just did not hear Mm -hmm. because we see him receive information that he does not hear multiple times in this movie yes so Mm -hmm. like maybe she did sort of communicate it with him i don't know we don't see it on the screen but you know and he never seems to hear her side which is like i like my career i like what i do i like doing this and like part of being in a relationship with someone and and this is the 80 20 rule that they bring up it's like yeah she is happy in her career she is fulfilled in that way she's crushing it so his demands of like give all that up 
for a thing that I want that we do already have mm-hmm. that, hey, even if you did give it all up and we tried, yeah. you still might not get. You might be unfulfilled and miserable. Like, I understand wanting more kids, but at a certain point, if you're not the one pushing them out, no offense, you don't get the final say. <laughs> you don't. I agree. I agree completely. But I also understand that, like, Tyler Perry might want kids. Sure. And so he's going to leave that relationship. That happened to a friend of mine. And so, like, it happens. I get it. But I also feel like he, A, already has a child in that relationship. And that is giving up the 80 to get 20. But Paige, he doesn't want a child. He wants a son. He wants a son, which is gross to me on some level. It's yeah, really yeah. gross. Like, to me, yes. if you were like, hey, I always wanted to have a big family. I want to have at least two or three yes. kids. Like that to me is different than I want a son because a man with no son has no future. And that shit is like gross. Yeah. Like I have friends who think that way, you know? Like, I mean, but he, I mean, yeah. If he was, if this was a well-written thing, he sure. would be like, I want a big family. I come from a big family. This is what really makes me happy. Not my career. I would give my mm-hmm. career up for this if I, you know, but I can't yeah, ask yeah, yeah. you to give up yours. But here's the thing. If he would give his career up for it, then I think we could have different conversations of like, okay, so do we adopt? Well, that's the thing. You don't realistically see this couple handle this issue. You see this craziness on screen. Right, right. But here's the other thing. We haven't talked about the real reason that they should divorce was just that he is boring. Yes. Tyler Perry is not like, that seems so boring. I'm like, boo, like you don't have anything interesting to say. Like you're always just co-signing somebody else's conversation. Like what in here, what in here is she supposed to be in love with? She's, she supposedly wrote down a list of things and found. It was a long fucking list. And I'm like, well, let me, let's see the list. Oh, right. right. Yeah. Get on the board. Let's start at the know? top and sort of pan down and see what's written here because I don't believe it's that long. Yeah. She's writing it in the first column, which would be the cons. No, you start with pros. Pros and cons. So pros is in the left, cons is in the right. Except Janet Jackson told her to write the bad stuff first. Directions in the in the assignment. And she does say if you follow the instructions, you'll be okay. Yes. So she didn't follow instructions and she's not okay. Or she was just like a lot of cons. Yeah, a lot of cons. <laughs> I was surprised in the middle of like one of the dinners she wasn't like, you guys should watch me public speak about y'all sometime. Oh, <laughs> I mean, it, it had shades of Tay Diggs in The Best Man. I know, it feels sort of The Best Man. Yeah, no, you're right. Except that like in this movie, Janet Jackson got consent from her friends. I would be so pissed at her all the time. I'll now take questions about my friend group. Thank you. <laughs> When the white girl was asking, like, what about so-and-so? I don't know. Like, I was like, oh, this little shit stir here. <laughs> Not her knowing the names of her friends. Oh, dude. I felt bad for Janet Jackson's husband. Well, we should probably just start the movie because this <laughs> yeah, is like yeah, the yeah. first Let's- scene. But I felt bad for her husband when she was like, well, he's right he's there. Right you here. should ask yeah. him how we're doing after our child died. Like, yeah. <laughs> guys, that's not the right time to throw that to your husband. Well, and, and she does say she's like, I know you've experienced a lot of loss, but how are you doing? And Janet Jackson's clearly like about to cry. And she's like, ask him. And you're like, oh, no. <laughs> like, this is. I mean, truthfully, the lie and the witch and the audacity of asking an author that came to just talk about their book, how they're doing with their child who has died. Like, how's your marriage after your child died like that's an insane question to ask someone you do not know uh okay i think i feel like whatever the book was about she opened that door okay okay you know what mikey that might be fair yeah that's by answering that other question yeah because her friend was like she's like tell me about sheila did she slap him for real and you're like wait how does she know that 
<laughs> she should have. That's what's up. That's what the book's about? Is just this cabin retreat? No, the cabin retreat happens after that lecture. The book is about their previous vacations. Mm-hmm. So they're all just as bad. Yeah. Which I think she wrote the book because she's like, hey, this is a great way to like make your marriage last. And every one of those marriages that are in that book are like not great. Objectively, it seems like a terrible plan. Before we talk about the, the last thing, before we get into the plot of the movie. I know, movie. I know. We got to get into it, man. <laughs> I was thinking about this the whole time. Would you go on one of those retreats with your couple friends? Hard pass. No, thank you. I mean, I go on, I go to like cabins with my couple friends, but they're not like couples retreats. It's just like, I'm going to the cabins with some friends of mine. And everyone is like, we should all be fucking this whole retreat. I'm like, y'all sharing walls. Is, is this what's going on? No. I mean, sometimes when you share walls, you still got to like, you know what I'm saying? For sure. The most unrealistic part of this film is in the bathroom, the shower's going, and one of the people being like, I don't like this. I want to go home. We don't want to go on one of these trips again. I'm not having fun. Like, where's the realistic couples conversations? <laughs> I don't, I'm never going on a couple's retreat. I hope I don't ever get to that point. Not put on by one of your friend group. At least pay a professional. <laughs> <laughs> I think Janet Jackson is a professional though. What is, what is her actual title? She's a psychologist of some sort. Here's the thing about that though. Ethically, yep. you can't just. Oh no, Mikey, I agree. <laughs> I understand. But she is a professional. Uh, no, I would say she is very unprofessional. <laughs> <laughs> you know who I would go on a retreat with? Do you know who Shira Seven is? No. I think she's mostly on YouTube, but like people have started clipping out the YouTubes and like putting them on like TikTok and Instagram. And she's this woman who's like constantly giving advice to women on like how to date and like how to marry like at your worth and marry like, you know, the way that you will actually be happy. And she's telling women things like they'll be like, they'll write in and they'll be like, well, my husband, you know, we just had a kid and now he doesn't have a job. And she'll be like, Mm, you sound like a prisoner. <laughs> like, literally. And she ends all of her advice with sprinkle, sprinkle. <laughs> oh, wow. And so sometimes people call her the sprinkle, sprinkle lady. So if you've heard somebody say that, they're referring to Shira Seven. Okay. And I would go on that retreat. Like, whatever. I would just want to listen to what she say. <laughs> That's so funny. Sprinkle, sprinkle. Sprinkle, sprinkle. But maybe we should just go through this movie scene by scene, guys. All right. Anyway, so it opens again with like L-O-V-E but the Michael Buble version and not the Nat King Cole version and not even the Nat King Cole and Natalie Cole version the one that's in Parent Trap so many choices so many better choices although Michael Buble's great like he does mushrooms and does interviews and it sounds great but like love Michael Buble yeah. I have nothing against him yeah. but yeah it was an odd choice it was an odd choice <laughs> additionally the the credits are long it's the full song right and it's just individual names with wedding items thrown up in the background <laughs> which by the way <laughs> there is no wedding in this film yeah. there's one wedding that happens off screen that she didn't invite all her, her friends, friends to I couldn't <laughs> what no it was a it was the best choice she should not be friends with them yeah I was about <laughs> to say fair. I think she is setting a very clear and understandable boundary with that friend group that's fair and also do you guys think she's pregnant at the end of this movie they got married real quick no you know what it is is that it's super christian it is super christian right and so they don't want her to live out of sin and so yeah. they're like mm, we need to get we need a bone yeah we gotta we gotta handle this right now let's make it official because he was sweating at that diner like he, he was yeah <laughs> it's also because they almost nail her arc 
almost mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. but because it is a church play and the <laughs> church can be very fat phobic when it wants to mm-hmm. they couldn't just let her still be fat right <laughs> what's wrong with he falls in love with her yes. as, as a big woman and yeah. and but the fact they still had to make a big old deal about her air quotes losing the weight which i am choosing within the story to believe that her life is happier and she is more fulfilled and is more active and enjoys doing things with her husband. And that has, is just a byproduct and it wasn't like intentional. Yeah, they go for walks together or whatever. Sure. They they almost did a good job of being they like. They almost did. She yeah. was like, I want to improve how I feel about myself. Yeah. And he's like, well, I'll, why don't we start walking? I'll walk with you instead of like. If you want that. And he does right. say if, if you want yeah. that. Yeah. So if she went on that journey, good for her. He seemed to be supportive no matter what she wants. Which I thought was yes. really nice yes. I do feel like the diner scene does sort of Have him position it as I think you're fucking sexy right now Yeah. If you want to change it then I'll I can help you change it. Yeah. But like, I don't give a shit. I love you for you. Yes. I think this goes back to the fact that Tyler Perry is good at writing things that would be hurtful to men. Right. Yes. And so this is really the the idea that like what would be most hurtful to her ex in this situation yeah. is that not only is she happy, but now she's lost the weight that he kept pushing her to lose. Yeah. Right. Right. So it's really with the focus on this other to guy punish him. and not even really. Yeah. It's it's about punishing this guy. That makes sense. Yeah. I did think him like groveling back was an unrealistic uh, <laughs> yeah, thing. That was unnecessary. <laughs> Like, we get it. I actually sort of enjoyed seeing him get his comeuppance and the fact that he was still in that relationship and, like, fully hating it. Like, yeah. And, and largely because the person who he was with yeah. w- was, like, not into him anymore. Mm-hmm. Clearly, it was just about the money or whatever for her. I, it doesn't really get into it. But, like, I sort of loved watching that because yeah. of some trauma I have. But we probably <laughs> should just, like, get into the movie, guys. We've been talking for 45 minutes. Yeah, so credits, tossing things, no wedding in the movie, but... They still do. Oh, oh, about that. The video stage play that you can watch on Prime mm-hmm. starts almost exactly the same way. Really? Okay. But they also cut in the um, testimonials of people right after they saw the play. Guys, watch it. It's worth it. We open on Janet Jackson giving a lecture. And she's answering a question from this nosy white girl in the audience. And she's like, do you still do that vacation? We have no context of what vacation she is talking about. This is purely an exposition dump for her to be like, oh, yeah, here are all my friends that you're about to to meet. Because every Tyler Perry movie starts in flashback. Uh, Like, (laughs) constant. Like, this is his only narrative device is to have someone be like, well, I know a story about a couple who did just that on the way to Bethlehem. Like it's that every time. And they also, this, this is where they introduce the award she's been nominated for. Yes. Which is just psychology digest award. Full stop. Just weird, vague. What is it? No idea. Psychology digest award that apparently has like a huge reception in DC, but is not descriptive enough. Well, you guys don't know this because you're not in the field, but it's pretty much like the Oscars to us. So (laughs) (laughs) Mikey goes every year. Um, Yeah, it's it's a big, big deal. I've never even been nominated. Mikey does get mad when he doesn't get nominated in like 
local award things. Real that, trivia shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, lo- like below what his level is, awards. Yes. Let's just say that. Which means we should sweep it. That's all I'm saying. I can't get into this with you again. <laughs> we shouldn't enter best podcast in Nashville because, like, that's unfair. Yes. <laughs> Why can't I win best, best mental health practitioner in a fitness magazine that's local? I don't understand. Well, I think there are two reasons. <laughs> the fitness and the mental health side of it. But I think this was him just trying to think of what an award would be for someone with that job mm-hmm. and he googled psychology today which is an actual magazine it and was is. like I'll just change it to digest yeah but what he doesn't know is that psychology today is not that big of a deal you just submit your information to be included like uh-huh. it's literally a list sir basically <laughs> yeah yeah it's like a yellow pages hey there's no time there's no time there's he no has, time he has three days to film and write this movie he wrote this scene <laughs> moments before they shot it guys (laughs) scribbling it onto a napkin and be like here he literally started this idea four hours ago he was like man i have an idea let's go get me a cast i'll meet you on set in an hour is janet touring no get her yeah is janet jackson here i'll say this though dude's a billionaire like and he rescued megan markle he did rescue megan markle that's right but After all of the questions, she's like, oh, I'm leaving right now to meet them. And they're like, "Okay, but before you do, like, I know you probably have a flight to get to or whatever. Tell us about each friend individually. (laughs) (laughs) Can you tell us every friend's name and something that signifies who they are as a person? (laughs) There's Mike. He's an abusive (laughs) asshole. I'd be like, wait, what? (laughs) This is where we find out. It's supposed to be a seven day vacation. It is. I think they stay there for two days. Uh Like They cut it short. Well, they say seven day vacation because that's actually how long they had rented that cabin to shoot this whole damn movie. Mm-hmm. There you go, there you So go. that's just what they were saying at the beginning of it. That checks out. Anyway, we open with Terry and Diane, who is Tyler Perry and, and his wife. This is where every couple has their own, like, I'm going to say information that you don't need to know because we're married, uh, but the audience needs to know it. And so at this point, he's like, you know that I am a pediatrician and our daughter, Kenya, plays soccer, but you are always on the phone. And this is where she's like, it's because of this case, because of my lawyer case. And she's got a Blackberry. She's going full Hillary Clinton on it. This is like back when Blackberries were a thing, too, man. I remember. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. The Blackberry boom. Yep. Tell Glenn Howerton ruined it. <laughs> I love that movie. That the movie was so good that explained it. I love it. It's good. It is so good. It's it, yeah. so good. And Glenn Howerton is great. Yeah. In it. <laughs> I, th- I thought you meant actual Glenn Howerton no, for a second. No. I was like, he would never. Uh, anyway, although there is a subplot in one of the "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia" where he tries to convince his dad that he invented smartphones. Yes. So it's it's fine, but like we won't dig into it too much. <laughs> I'm just saying, like Pepe Sylvia, some things connect that shouldn't. Yes. Anyway, uh, next she's like, I can't believe Sheila and Mike are still married, and neither can we when we meet them. <laughs> neither can we. She's like, but are they happy? And Janet Jackson's like. And then it cuts to them And we're like no they're not happy (laughs) We cut to them and ooh This scene Oh my god that burned me 
Oh, oh, horrible. First of all, I don't know why they didn't book three seats together. They booked months in right. advance. But also, I'm just so upset that the person that complained is also fat. Yes. Like, he's not he's tiny. Yeah. Yes. He gets up and I'm like, bitch, are you serious? I could not believe it. They're obviously not living an active lifestyle. <laughs> this was like, this was projection. Yes. yes. But also, like, First of all, from the from the airline perspective, there's a lot of issues. Yeah. There's a lot of various passenger of size policies. Some are better than others. Right now, Southwest tends to have the best one where you just let them know and they will automatically reserve a second seat and it they usually don't charge you for it. They're the best at it. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. That's yeah, cool. They're they actually very pretty good about it most of the time. I had a real terrible experience with them one time, which by the way, I have never needed like I fly with armrests down, no seat thing. Like I, I buckle fine and a lady just fat shamed the hell out of me in front of a whole crowd. And it was like a whole thing that I got a lot of flight vouchers for. But oh my god, that's terrible! Did she work for the company? Did she work for yes. Southwest? God, yes, damn. Yeah, no. I'll fuck it. I'll do it. Uh, for context, I am usually somewhere around an a sixteen to eighteen size wise, depending on what the clothing's is. Sure. I happen to be wearing a bulky sweater, and I also fly. Two to three times a month. Yeah. Almost always on Southwest because it's the easiest one. Yeah. And so, like, I know what it's like to fly. Like, it's never been a problem, right? And here's the thing. Regardless, no one should get shamed like this. It's fucked up. Right. I walk up to the ticket counter to check my bag. And I'm like, hi, I just need to check this one. And she's like, yeah, and you'll need an extra seat, too. And I was like, oh, I'm confused. For what? Is there an o- is there an overhead bin? Like, what are we talking about? She's like, look, I don't know how often you fly, but you're going to need an extra seat. And I was like, I fly every two weeks, give or take, Jesus. on your airline. And she's just like, with armrests down and without a seatbelt adjusted. I was like, yes. Like, I'm I'm confused as to what's going on. I was like, this has never happened to me before. And right. she's like, it should have been happening to you this whole time. Jesus Christ. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> like, That's what crazy. is going on? Yeah. And so she's like, here's what's going to happen. You get to pre-board now. And I was like, okay, silver lining. And she's <laughs> like, and you need to put this sign on the seat next <gasps> to you that says no one can sit next to you because Ugh. you're a passenger of size. And I was like what and she was like they'll know what to do when you get to the gate and now i'm like crying like what the fuck has just happened right i get on the plane and i hand it to the flight attendant and the flight attendant looks at me like what (laughs) like what's happening (laughs) but they still do it but here's the thing like the sign's not big enough for people to like read so they put a thing on your chair And like you sit there and then people walk by and they're like mad that they can't sit there because it's every whatever open seat. Yeah, yeah, that's the way Southwest does it. Right. And so multiple people are like, is somebody sitting there? And you have to then like explain it to like a million. It's fucking terrible. It's the worst. So the only way I could imagine it would be worse is if you already boarded the plane uh-huh. and the plane decided that even though you had paid for a seat, uh-huh. that you were getting off the fucking plane. Like, uh-huh. but then here, the only way it could be worse than that is what happens in this movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because her husband is taking his affair partner on vacation <laughs> with all of your friends. She should have divorced 
from this incident alone. I agree completely. If Jake and I were on a plane and the plane was like, bitch, get off the plane, you're too fat, which is basically what they say that to her. That is what they say to her, yeah. Jake would have been like, we're both getting off the yes. plane and expect a call from the lawyers. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. We're, we're going to fuck wild. you up, basically, at this point. I mean, I looked it up. From St. Louis, where they live, to Denver, which is like, yes. they're probably actually about an hour outside of Denver somewhere. How long is that drive, by the way? It seems like days. It's almost 12 hours. So, like, she oh, could God. do it in a day if the flight was, like, in the morning or whatever. But, like, that is yeah. so Brutal. mean. That is insane. Especially alone, too. Yes. Oh, oh, God. Anyway, so we know immediately Sheila needs a new man. Oh, yeah. Or Sheila just needs to, like, get rid of this guy. Not necessarily needs a new man. Well, when he said, I've been telling you you've, you should lose the weight, basically, like, this is your fault. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I, see, oh. get what you get. Like that kind of shit. Yeah. And they're like, well, it's a full flight today. So part of me is like, okay, so have the husband sit there and she sits next to her air quotes friend. Right. Uh Or have the husband sit where her friend is. She sits on the aisle. Like there were so many ways to solve this. And the fact that her husband was like, no, I'm going to sit here with your friend and we're not getting off the plane. You're getting off. And the fact that her air quotes friend didn't get off the plane i was like right that's what the friends had the problem with right (laughs) garbage yeah this was immediately when i was like yep this is a tyler perry movie (laughs) because he's just right away too evil too soon you know there's no build (laughs) yeah you know what i mean we don't even get a chance to see him in another light and see what because and this is the problem and this is what i don't know that he understands is that when you have characters like this that are married to people like that, it's like you make the person that is the good one, you make them look s- stupid. Yeah. It's not just that she has low self-esteem. She looks dumb. And even when she's like, please save my marriage, we're like, don't. I know. Don't Why? Say right? This. Yeah. Yeah. And none of her friends are like, you're being abused. Get out of there. Like, none of them say that. All of her friends are like, we can't let her know until she's ready. Like, I I felt so bad for her because her friends won't, like, tell her what's going on. Awful. It's so evil to the point that, like, if I was on that plane, I would have offered to switch with that guy or something. Like, like a bystander would have been like, whoa, this Mm -hmm. seems evil. Yeah. Right. Yes. Like, I would have turned and been like, like, anybody listening to their conversations would have been like, ma'am, are you okay? Like, do you need help? Right. There are a million different things could have happened other than them being like, you get off the plane. Oh, and try to get the money back for your ticket because she's the one who made all the travel arrangements, Mm -mm. which means months ago, Mm -hmm. months ago, she bought a ticket for her husband's mistress to go on this event. And I guess chose for him to sit next to her. Yeah, you don't really learn like how they all know each other a little bit, but it is very weird. All of it. It is. You know, it is super weird, super weird. Anyway, so (laughs) we cut away from that, Uh, like shock and uh, like anger back to Janet Jackson being like, oh, yeah. uh, And also my friend Angela, who owns a hair care line and her husband, Marcus, and they're like, "Uh, it seems like Marcus never has a job, which when we find out at the end of the movie that Marcus's football money funded her company business. Yes. (laughs) Meaning that like, I mean, I realize they're married, so they probably own it jointly, but like. 
He was instrumental in making that thing go. That is his job, yes. by the way. <laughs> like, yes. That is... He is working. Wait, I just discovered something that is, is very important. Oh, sorry. Please. So the guy who plays Sheila's evil husband, what is his name? Whatever his name is. Richard T. Jones is the actor who played Mike. Okay. He plays not Ike Turner, but like Ike Turner Jr. in What's Love Got to Do With It. Oh, my, <laughs> as a young man? Like as a. So like... not as a kid, but I think one of his kids. Okay, okay, okay. One of Ike, Ike Turner's kids. That checks out. Anyway, it feels like it's in the. It's in the oeuvre. <laughs> right. like I, I get why you brought it up. I've been resisting the urge to bring up that I recognized him from Event Horizon because he was Cooper in Event Horizon. <laughs> okay. Yeah. In this movie, it's a don't eat the, eat the cake anime situation yeah. <laughs> yeah. he's like I, I told you to stop eating all of that cake anime and we're like still abusive still trash yeah just so wild but wait in the in the class did anybody ask was there what i think there was one other person besides this white girl that asked the question yes but it was mostly this white girl stirring the pot it's mostly the white girl but it's the thing that happens in all movies that start this way which not only Tyler Perry movies, there are other movies kind of like this, but it's a thing where someone's like, I asked a question about a thing that we're not talking about today and then reveal all the classes like we've been dying to ask those questions too. Right. Hi, I also have a question. Right. <laughs> so it's that. It's a few different people. Oh, professors talk about our personal life. Let's ask more questions. <laughs> yeah. I also read all of your books. Tell me about the Raptor Claws again, Dr. Sadler. Like it's that. But you know what's funny? And this is very like this puts the movie in the time period that it was created because the fact that social media was like really on the verge of, you know, I mean, people were using it, but not everybody. They would already know the answers to these questions if this movie was filmed today. Oh, you know, yeah. like yes. they would not need to ask her for the update on all these people. They're just like, mm. so I went on TikTok and I actually found <laughs> all of your friends. And <laughs> let me tell you, let me tell you what your friends are up to. <laughs> There's no way that Angela's character would not be hella famous on TikTok. Oh, She'd my be like, God. Oh. She'd be like, try my hair care products. You're a prisoner. Sprinkle, sprinkle. <laughs> and she would be a millionaire from TikTok. Yeah, she would be amazing on TikTok. She oh, would yeah. Sheila would be a plus size influencer. I'd be following her Hell as yeah. well. <laughs> oh, but speaking of hair. Ooh. I'm sorry. I may be jumping ahead a little bit. But no, go They for all it. go to sleep. Yes. They all go to sleep. Yes. Nobody fucking wraps their hair. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Paige yes. knows what I'm talking about. I know what Do you're you know talking about. Do you know what I'm about? talking about? So, um, Crystal. I know what you're talking about because my very first job, I was very fortunate to have two co-workers named Ebony and Shatika, and I learned so much just talking to them. Yes. They changed my life. I love them to this day. We're still friends. I don't work with them, obviously, anymore, but like, you know. I mean, you all, y'all can explain it to me. I mean, I, I will go ahead and bite the bullet here. Sure, sure. Yeah. Okay. So when you have your hair straightened, as all of them do, except for Janet, I guess, they all have their hair either chemically or press straightened. And when you have that hairstyle, in order for it to last and like look good in the morning, 
the best way to maintain that when you're sleeping is to wrap it. And essentially what you do is you comb the hair literally around your dome yeah. in a circle. So like it literally looks like a swirled helmet around your hair. It looks like what Donald Trump is trying to do to convince us all he still has a full head of hair. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. And at the very least, you put a bonnet on or because none of those pillows were like silk or like right. satin mm-hmm. because that pulls and that, yeah, and that like takes out the oil from their hair that helps it stay moisturized and helps it stay straight. And all of them went to bed, not only with makeup, which I get that every movie is going to do that, yeah, it's a movie. but right. they didn't wrap their hair. And it's just like, this is a black movie sold to black people. Yep. That part should be, I feel like it's got to be in there, you know, like yeah. even, even if we don't see the process. They had 38 other scenes to shoot that day, Crystal. They didn't have time to show <laughs> them wrapping their hair. Right. But I, I understand what you mean. Yeah. This was in the morning. They needed to shoot the morning scene next so they can. Right. <laughs> the first time I learned about black women's hair was I heard Ebony talking to Shatika and she said, I don't know if I'm ready for him to see my real hair. Uh-huh. Okay. As like a euphemism for letting someone spend the night. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So I was like, I need to know everything about what you guys are talking about. Because <laughs> I, it just sounded like a conversation that I wanted to be a part of because I'm just a silly idiot. And uh, I had no idea what they were talking about. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I love Ebony Shatika, man. They like changed my life. But also satin bonnets, get into it. Yeah. It's good for everybody's <laughs> Actually, everybody. There's like men that are like wearing them mm-hmm. now. It's like, it's it's good. Bonnet up, baby. Bonnet up. Anyway, so no bonnets. <laughs> total total mystery in the movie. Yeah. There's also, their costumes don't fit. And so sometimes people's clothes are unzipped in the back. I'll talk about it when it comes <laughs> up. But I, <laughs> I caught it a few times. <laughs> oh my God. I didn't see it. That's really funny. That's hilarious. <laughs> Sorry, we got to move on. I apologize. Let, let's let's keep steaming through. Anyway, Angela and Marcus, <laughs> the the showstoppers, yes. are on a train having a wild argument <laughs> at a volume that got a woman thrown off one of the planes right. I was on this weekend. Oh my god! In public on a train. <laughs> and everyone around them is like chiming in. There's a gay couple with a dog sitting yeah. behind them making full-blown racist oh, comments. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I'm just like, what has happened? Out right. loud. I'm like, <laughs> like, it's bad enough that you're thinking it, but also. First of all, would you ever want to jump into that fight with no. Angela? I wouldn't. No. I'm no. staying out. No. But you know what? Back then, like the white gays were a little bit more bold with it until they started getting called out for the black scent and ah. for like taking on the like it's been only recently that they've been checked for real. That's that is fair. So this was we were still in the wild, the wild <laughs> west moment of the white gay experience. But at this point in my notes, I just have I don't think any of these people should be married. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> they definitely should not. They should not. But Tyler Perry and his wife arrive at the cabin first. Uh, where they meet the sheriff. And again, I was like, is this about to turn into a horror movie where the sheriff's like, oh, that cabin up the hill? I wouldn't go up there if I were you. Like, just, But it turns out that it's just an Airbnb that he owns. Right. Or like a rental property, because Airbnb wasn't a thing in 2007. Yeah. Yes. Or in 2007 when he wrote this movie the morning before they shot this. No, I'm just Right, kidding. right, 
<laughs> right. But he basically tells them, hey, there's a storm coming. So most of your friends will be here to beat the storm, but otherwise it should blow over by the morning. So if anybody gets stuck, just a heads up, yeah. and you should probably chop more wood. We do get a Tyler Perry chopping wood scene in this movie, right. which we do do that. I loved. But we'll get to it when we get to it. <laughs> Sheila drives across multiple states. It's like a 12-hour drive from St. Louis to Denver. It's like 11 and a half hours. And they're probably actually like an hour outside of Denver because Denver doesn't have like it's. Right, right. Well, and, and that's best case scenario, right? No, yeah, because Colorado is a big ass state. <laughs> right. So, yeah, like it could be like 15 hours. Like, right. Yeah. I, I'm looking at like all the states she's passing through and I was like, yeah. did this take two days? <laughs> like, I mean, it did take Take two days because she started driving this day right. and then she spent the night with the cop. That sounds she's she slept in a, a jail cell because he was like kind <laughs> enough to let her stay in a place, you know. Right. <laughs> Meanwhile, at the cabin, because it's still just Tyler Perry and his wife, he's lit a Pier One Imports amount of candles in a tinder box in a wood right. cabin. And she is because he's trying to get romantical and she is passed out from work, which like to me, I know that like this movie is trying to read this as like she's the villain, she's too busy. And I'm like, this woman is exhausted. Right. From saving children from death row. Yes. Yes. <laughs> they both, I mean, so he is a pediatrician. Right. Whoop de doo. Well, I mean, I'm just saying that like <laughs> she's helping a child stay off of death row, probably. And he's a pe- pediatrician. I do love how you treat pediatricians like Mikey treats podiatrists. But <laughs> they're not real. <laughs> I can't. I can't get into Mikey, podiatrists exist, okay? They're basically chiropractors. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I just think it's crazy to me that, like, in this movie, it's trying to paint him as this hero and, like, like he's altruistic good, if you would. Mm-hmm. Right. And he's, like, not a great guy. No. Boo-hoo, my wife is tired. I can't get laid. Blah. That's essential. But that's, like, so much of his issue was, like, exactly. we don't fuck enough. Like, Bro. And who says you don't screw me anymore? What? Yeah. Who talks like that to their spouse? Or if you could screw me on the regular is what he says. What the fuck? Who says that word? <laughs> so weird. Are you serious? Someone who wrote the dialogue saying that it's like in the Declaration of Independence that your wife has to sleep with you. Yeah, bro. Why don't you just screw me more? I am a person who works too much and gets exhausted. Same. My wonderful husband is like, hey, if you have the time today to sleep in, you do that. I'll go get Diet Cokes and breakfast. And when you wake up, it'll be there. And then we end up spending time together because he's not like, why are you working? <laughs> why are you paying our mortgage? We're not going to talk about healthy relationships on this episode. I don't want to even go down that road. We don't have time. We just don't have time for that. We, we have two days to write and shoot a movie, Paige. Okay. <laughs> Got it. No time for screwing. Only time for moving mm-hmm. but this dude's a billionaire so like he know he knew what he was doing that's all i'm saying yeah i mean anyway janet jackson and her husband gavin arrive and janet jackson immediately goes to wake up her friend yeah. diane and i'm like how dare you right like why why wouldn't you be like oh i bet that case where she's you know defending a 16 year old wrongly accused of murder is getting to her let's let her sleep for a bit i will say this is not janet jackson's fault because in my mind, Janet Jackson has a lot going on, too. Sure. And she may not know that. 
that what what she's going through at work. This is Tyler Perry's fault. Yes. Because he should be like, hey, let her sleep. She's had a busy week. Like, right. she needs some sleep. She'll be up in a few hours, I'm sure, and she'll be ready to go. Happy to see you. Yeah, and we'll all have dinner and it'll be great. I think it's funny that we're referring to his character as Tyler Perry because we don't know his name. <laughs> well, and I'm doing the same for Janet Jackson in because- all fairness. <laughs> Terry. Like the Hogan? <laughs> yes, like Terry Hogan. <laughs> but he also answered his wife's phone and says to her assistant or someone at her legal office, somebody, yeah. don't call again. We're on vacation. Yeah. yeah. Horrible. I thought that was nuts. He overstepped. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so Janet Jackson goes to wake up Diane. Uh, and this is where she tells Janet Jackson, I'm defending this 16 year old who's on trial for murder. <laughs> and, and but they drop it like a brick yeah. in the middle of the scene. He died. He was found guilty while she was on vacation, I guess. Because she couldn't get a hold of her legal office. <laughs> well, and, and here's the thing. Like, re- realistically, realistically, she would know the trial dates because she would have to appear. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, you're so, right. So like. You know, if they're calling, I'm sure it's about filings or documents or things. And there are other people who can handle that. Sure. I don't think Tyler Perry understands that. Yeah. That's part of the issue with his character is that he does not respect what she does. Yeah. But it's possible that she's also using her job to, like, avoid hard conversations with Mm -hmm. him. Yeah. And... I feel like the way that he tries to get to the bottom of that is by saying, well, I'll just help her put her job in the place that it's supposed to be. That I want her to put it. Yeah. Yeah. Rather than just being like, what is your issue with me? Like, I think it speaks to this whole sort of view that he has that she is a supporting actress in his life. Yes. And that is, I think, his problem in this relationship. Yes. Agree. Which I would say is not uncommon for men. That's something that like I had to do some therapy work around, to be honest. Well, yeah. I mean, you could say it. We've seen it. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) This is also where we find out that Gavin, Janet Jackson's husband, is an architect which when they get back to their house later, they clearly tried to make it look like a cool modern house. They did. But there's <laughs> nothing in it. There's nothing in the house. There's no art on the walls. There's nothing on the counters. There's nothing on the tables. Or it is clearly like a model home. But even model homes have like fake set dressings. So it was clearly like we have this apartment for 20 minutes walk through the kitchen, say these lines, yeah, hug, and go. leave. Let's go, let's go, let's go. No, they found an Ikea. And yes. <laughs> what would, oh my God. If somebody walked through the foreground with one of those blue bags just looking around, I would die. Oh man. Anyway, Angela and Marcus roll up and she is drunk but still wants to drink a Kahlua and milk because it's early. Right. <laughs> She's not in a good spot, I think. I think she has a problematic relationship with alcohol. Yes. Uh I agree. I don't think Angela's the best person in this movie, but when she was like, no, you're locked in this affair with me. Like that shit was insane. (laughs) I was like, what? They're both cheating on each other. And she's the one that gave him the clap. What is happening? 
Yeah. But we cut to Sheila in the car. And at this point in my notes, I just have, I hope that plane fucking crashed because I was so mad about what had (laughs) happened earlier. But she pulls over and she's checking the map. She doesn't really know where she is, but she has, she pauses and has this moment of like, I'm going up this mountain to save my marriage. And I'm just like, dump him. Like, no. She does go up there to save her marriage, but that's not the marriage she saves. Yeah. She goes up that mountain to lose that marriage to make space for the new one. To make yeah. a good one. Love Sheila. I have no problem with Sheila in this movie. <laughs> yes. Angela goes into a litany of complaints about how Marcus and his baby mama deal with each other and their children. And she says something really interesting here that doesn't super make sense. Where there, So there's two kids, a, a, a boy and a girl. In this conversation, she implies that the girl is her and Marcus's child mm-hmm. that is staying with the baby mama while they're on this retreat. But then later, that does not seem to be the case. And I'm not 100% on if Tyler Perry forgot or what. It was a quick production. But in this scene, she's like, I really don't like the way she talks to my daughter about me yeah Mm -hmm. which is a real thing and a real conversation you would have if you were co-parenting yeah um sure and i do think that like even later when he's just screaming into their faces the things that he is screaming are not invalid (laughs) they're just Mm -hmm. screamed uh and then that's a little questionable yeah but she also says that I know he's lying to me because he finishes every lie with know what I'm saying. And we immediately cut to him saying, yeah, as a barber, I make like five grand a week. You know what I'm saying? And then just like looks around like (laughs) eyes everywhere but center. But this is where Tyler Perry then just complains about his wife not having any time for him and she's always working, but we just found out that she is busy defending someone for fucking murder. Right. So we are not sympathetic. Um, <laughs> but this is also where where Michael Jai White is like, I need you to give me a shot because I have some sort of venereal disease that is making it burn when I pee. And Tyler Perry's like, yeah, 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 I'll overnight something. Don't worry He's about like, it. This could have been a phone call yesterday. Wait, what? He could have called him about it yesterday. Like you oh, waited until yeah. you got to the cabin? Right. Well, and he doesn't examine him at all. He just guesses the antibiotic he needs. Yeah. I mean, you have to rule out what is going on with that. Right. But he also just like admitted to his friend that he cheated on his wife and got some sort of venereal disease or whatever. And like his buddy's like, I got you. Don't worry about it. Yeah. But he does say you have to tell her. He does, which is honestly probably what I would do. But I would like put a clock on that shit. I'd be like, the second you get home, you have to tell her. (laughs) Don't tell her here. Yeah. <laughs> Don't ruin our vacation. Right. Don't yes. tell her here where I have to deal with exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> like, I have to go. I have to leave this vacation immediately. I honestly wouldn't want to be around it either. I probably would be like, hey, honey, we need to go home. You have to save this child's life who is possibly yes. going to jail. Yeah, we have to get home before the don't don't happens exactly. and we get to the lawyer part of this law and order episode. Hello, Todd. It's Mikey. Hello, Mikey. It's Todd. I need to tell you something. Mikey, it's fine. You'll be a great dad. That's We're going to table that. <laughs> but on that table is a delicious factor meal. Yes! What a transition! 
oh my god guys this actually is a factor ad that was amazing mikey mikey here for factor meal all from Magic the pod heck yeah We're table it delicious already fresh made meals never frozen it takes two minutes to warm up just like mikey does i have a busy schedule I work all day. I have fun too much. I also work at night. I also have too much fun. And I <laughs> have a problem with words. Yeah, words is one. Uh, <laughs> ordering out is another one. Same. I ordered out tonight. Yes. I literally got, let's just say, a factor equivalent meal for Natalie and I. And it was like $48 when it could have been way less with factor. Yeah, and I, I struggle with proportions. And Factor comes pre-proportioned, pre-prepared, chef re ready. I've used it before. Before they even advertised on the podcast, I used Factor meals, especially when I was working a lot during the COVID lockdown. I mean, that was the best time to get on board with Factor, except for right now, because <laughs> Factor is giving 50% off to all of our listeners. If they go to factormeals.com slash romancingthepod50 and use code romancing the pod 50 to get 50% off. That's code romancing the pod 50 at factormeals.com slash romancing the pod 50 to get 50% off. That's a good deal. Do it. And they have an easy to use app and they never require me to talk about the app. Mikey, that was the end of the ad. That was the I end know. of the ad. <laughs> I'm, I'm still going. All right, Factor Meals. <laughs> <laughs> VR training platforms, like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International, are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Anyway, a taxi pulls up, and it's Mike and Trina, and everyone is like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, where is Sheila? Who is this? And he's like, oh, Sheila invited her when she found out there was an extra bedroom, which I don't think is what happened. Yeah, I don't think it's what happened either. I don't fully understand how Sheila doesn't know what's going on, but it is clear she doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. So I think she's fully just lying to herself, possibly. Oh, yeah. I, like, I don't know. Like, it seems like the signs are like all fucking there, you know? Mm -hmm. But like. She doesn't. That's the, the the movie tells us she doesn't know or she's living in denial. Yeah, it was part of it that doesn't feel believable. But then we all know somebody that are yeah. like is just wildly ignoring every red flag. So then I was like, OK, you, I can see building this narrative and like just wanting to not just push and question yeah. every single thing, even though it's like. I'm sure he tried to plant this idea. The thing that I still it's 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 continually frustrating to me throughout the movie is just like they never show us like what Sheila found in him in the first place. You know, oh, no. like we don't get to see. No, like because he seems like an asshole, not just in the way that he treats her, but like his general manner of joking about things, what he finds funny. Uh -huh. Like w what about this man is worthy of being with and what does even trina see in him well, besides the money i guess it's the money so. it might be the money yeah we don't ever dig into their relationship but like what is so sad to me about sheila's character at the very beginning of this movie is she does she i think sees herself as like worthless and yes. she feels yeah. lucky to have anybody and it's like mm -hmm. so sad and, and that's that why i sad. think i love her arc so much because mm -hmm. 
And maybe it's not the healthiest way to find that value through falling in love with somebody else. Mm -hmm. But I love that she does feel valued at the end of the movie. Yeah. Like, I love that for because everyone deserves to feel that. And I know, I mean, I think everyone has struggled with that. Like, I'm not worthy of this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So, like, I, I love that for her. And that's why, like, yeah. she could do no wrong in this movie for me. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but the crazier part to me is also that, like, her husband shows up with his mistress yeah and they're like where is sheila and he's like oh she couldn't fit on the plane you know she's fat as hell and God. no one at any point is like the fuck did you just say <laughs> like well none of the men do which pissed me off angela does yes. sort of like angela does get pretty aggressive. that's why angela's my g me yeah. too like she doesn't address it like right up front but she like clocks it immediately yes and then later on she doesn't suffer fools man she is like fuck this well, you're a bad later, dude later on you. she does say to him you say something like that about her one more yes, damn time that's what i mean yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. but nobody else does no, no. one else who is supposed Supposedly her friend, they're all like, she is fat though. Like they're they're, they're all not great friends. No. To her. That's why I understood when she, like she showed up at the end with her new husband and they were like, You got married? Because like I probably wouldn't have invited them either. Yeah, that's fair. Right? But they're all like, okay, it's not okay that he made her drive and he's here with this other lady, but like we're gonna try and keep the peace and, and try to get to know her and figure out what's going on until Sheila gets here and they're like agreed and Angela's like no and I brought Vaseline and sneakers and I was like yeah. yes bitch <laughs> touch some razor blades let's go love her but we we also get in this moment where Janet Jackson's like I've been uh, I've been nominated for this vague award I need you all to be in DC great <laughs> so we've set the stage for where everyone will reconnect later yeah um, this is Chekhov's award because this is the last scene of the movie like the, Yes. Yeah, this is the thing that she sets up that comes back at the end. That's what this is. Yes. Gotcha, gotcha. But this is also where Angela is like, I'll drink to that. And Marcus says, you drink to nouns. Shit, that was so funny. But for real, like if I like called you two and be like, guys, I'm getting an award. I need you to fly out to D.C. to be in the audience to just cheer me on that time. I, I, I'd be honored, Mikey. It, dep it would depend on how big the award is if you're like. Yeah. Well, I'm, it's not the presidential medal. I'm talking about like I'm getting a vague psychology award at a conference. Oddly enough, though, it is presented by the president. That's why it's in D.C. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's vague to us, but I think the way that they play it is that like this vague award means it's a it's a it's a big deal. It yeah. is a big deal. You got to think of it like The Sims. You know, they they murmur something, uh, and it yeah, means yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. to the people it, involved. It does mean a lot. I <laughs> got you. <laughs> brought up The Sims, which is something Mikey like can connect with I, very easily. I do. So, like, I know. Yeah, yeah. I, feel, I, like, I don't know metaphors. if you knew this, Crystal, yeah. but like you said, the perfect thing to like re-engage Mikey into the conversation. Yeah, I really connected with this. <laughs> you gonna pay for my flight though? Because I'm not gonna go. Oh yeah, so like putting that burden on your friends. Okay, I just had a one of my good friends is having his birthday in NOLA this in New Orleans this year, and he Ooh. was like, "Hey, in three months, I'm gonna be in New Orleans celebrating my birthday. I would love it if you could make time to come down, but I fully understand if you can't. Here's where we're staying, all of that stuff. So like, I like the way he positioned that. I'm probably gonna go. Like Natalie and I will probably go, but he wasn't like, "Hey." come to my birthday, it's in New Orleans for three days, you know? Yeah. It was sort of like, do you want to take a vacation with me and my husband for my birthday? Like that kind of thing. 
Wait, do we know where they all live? Like what cities? I don't know. So we know that Sheila and her husband live in St. Louis because that's where she drives from. But I don't know where anybody else lives. No. Yeah. I mean, I think it's different because it seems like everybody, at least from what they know about each other, that their jobs are doing pretty well. Yeah. And that this is something that they could easily swing. It is. Yeah. Like all of them are very successful. I would need my friends to know. I don't got it like that. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Right. If you were a real friend, you would know that I ain't got it like that. But that's why I think that the way my friend positioned it was the right way to do it. Yes, I agree. Like nine months from now, we're doing something. And if you could make time and and wanted to celebrate with us, please feel free. Like I thought that was the right way to do it. Yes. Uh, This scene is also where we find out that Marcus used to play for the NFL. Mm. And she's like, only two seasons. But I'm like, that's a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are we talking about? <laughs> then he got injured. What a loser. Right. <laughs> but here's the thing. If you get if you play for the NFL and get injured, I believe that you do, at least for a certain amount of years after, get a bit of a stipend to pay out some of that contract. You have a very good union. Yeah. <laughs> also, league minimum right now is like seven hundred and fifty thousand. So, like two yeah, years of that, I understood how even with just two years of that, he could bankroll the starting of her business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Which we again we don't learn till the end of the movie, but once right. we do, we're like, right. what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I would bring that up every time somebody brought that thing up in an argument. I'd be like, what 100. business without me? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. But they're fighting. Mike and Trina are like sneaking off and kind of like laughing to themselves, not really participating in the retreatness of it because everyone's trying to like manage the argument with Marcus and Angela. And they're like calm voices and don't bring up whatever. Anyway, but at this point, people split into men and women. But Trina insists on hanging out with the men, which is yes. very much a I'm not that kind of girl kind of pick yes. me. I'm a I'm a boy's girl kind of thing. Is this the part <laughs> where she says, I'm not such a woman for the kitchen? Yes. yes. Is that the part? Oh, my God. This was one of my favorite parts because this is something that I'm like, I can't stand. I can't stand girls who are not girls, girls. Or at least don't try to be. <laughs> like Yes. And she's like, and while on the one hand, I'm like, I don't like that the women are in the kitchen. Sure. Like that that's the default. I'm also, I'm like, I'm still going to be with the girls. I still, yes. you know what I mean? I'm still for the girls. Especially in a situation where you know nobody except for the dude you're having an affair with. It's right. The, it's the audacity. And I feel like it's important to point out it's not. It's not a patriarchal thing like this is not like a gender norms thing as much as it is like women's. It's hard to describe where it's almost like there's a a kinship where it's like, no, we get in with the girls and we find out all the stuff. I think part of it is like this tradition of like being in the kitchen and being the ones who are, are cooking the things that on the one hand is like something that has happened because of patriarchy. But the way that women have reclaimed that space Yes. Um, to be the space where it's like we this is also our relief from being around these men mm-hmm. and from having to talk about things that they care about. We can mm-hmm. finally talk about the things that we care about without being judged for it being to this or to that or like having something be called a guilty pleasure when it's really just like, no, I don't feel guilt at all about it. Right. You know. <laughs> I fully plan on being in the kitchen at the party I'm about to go to. And it's a party with people I like, men and women alike. But I fully plan on like dropping some dips and being like, all right, 
where's the Diet Coke, and let's talk everything. <laughs> For the record, that would be me at a Super Bowl party, too. I want to be where the buffalo chicken dip is. I have one friend who believes the NFL is like professional wrestling, where everything is like fake and acting out and everything, and like... <laughs> So I'm here for that. Having conversations with him is more fun because it's wild. Because he's yeah. like, you know, you know, they set that up that knee injury. <laughs> That's so funny because I just saw a comedian Jay Jordan. He has this bit about like that, like all the commentators on NFL. Like this is male gossip. Yes, this is like <laughs> <laughs> it is. That's all water cooler talk was code yeah. for too. By the way, like back yes. in the '60s, like that's always been a thing. It's like the the Real House husbands. Like he yes. swears the relationship is fake and just set up by the NFL to There's push the NFL full. Yeah, and I'm like, There's ah. a lot of people that believe that. I don't believe that. I believe that he's an attractive man. <laughs> like the the year that Atlanta came back, or like the 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 Patriots came back like 30 points to win at the end. That he's like, that was all written. It's all fake. And I was like, I love that. And he had he like goes into it, and you're like. I'm like, I love what you're doing. I love it. I had a friend who thought that uh, during the power outage in the, uh, what was it, Super Bowl, like, I was between the Ravens and the 49ers. He was convinced they switched out some players, and that's why they were able to win. <laughs> he was like, no, the power went out, and they switched out some players. It was a full-ass 30-minute delay or some shit like that. I was Amazing. Like, I get that you like the Ravens, but, like, calm down a little bit. <laughs> Although, I will say this about Taylor Swift. The... Ratings for the NFL have gone way up since she uh, started dating that guy. Sure. And the the game she's at almost double the ratings that they normally get. So she's that like sense. making it way more popular. Like they need to be cutting her a big ass check. She's giving us something to watch uh, because before that, all we had was the dips. So, you know, <laughs> exactly. I also I don't think they're going to win. I, th I think it's well, watch. This is going to come out way later. and People are going to be like, Who whoever was wrong was stupid. Paige, you don't think they're going to win because you believe that this is a sport and not like pre-scripted wrestling programming. You know what? You know what? If this is pre-scripted wrestling program, you're right. They are going to win and they are going to get engaged on the field. I also don't think that's going to happen. Like, I'm just being ridiculous. <laughs> like, yeah. Anyway, they're all in the kitchen, you know, talking about like, who is this Trina? What's going on? The men are all outside and Trina does eventually go into the kitchen where Angela is not nice to her because I do understand <laughs> stand uh -huh. if you're not part of the group and if the group is on the outs, how going into the kitchen may not be uh, a fun experience. Uh, and that, you know, bears out here. But outside, this is where we find out that he that Mike is definitely sleeping with Trina and we reveal uh, Marcus's VD situation, <laughs> but we also reveal that Tyler Perry and Gavin have not cheated on their wives ever at all. And the the fact that Mike is like, that means you're gay is bonkers. <laughs> That's such a crazy thing to say. Yeah. But I do love that, like, when he's like, why haven't you? The reason that they give is like, because I care about her and I know it would hurt her. It's not that I've never found someone else attractive mm -hmm. or I've never wanted to, but I care about my relationship and I care about that person. And because it would hurt them, I did not do that, mm -hmm. which I think is the most realistic and reasonable response there. I think so, too. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Sheila makes it to town. The gas station's closed. Everything's closed. She pulls up to the sheriff's station the sheriff is like, oh, you're not going to make it up there. There's like down trees. And she's like, oh, and he's like, hey, uh, why are you going to a couple's retreat alone? Single. And she's like, well, my husband's up there. And he's like, 
he didn't come with you? Like, I am mm-hmm. confused. Right. Everybody's confusion, Sheila. I am confusion, Sheila. <laughs> what's up? What's up with your uh, husband? This seems odd. Air quotes, husband. Yeah. I also, at this point, I was like, I hope she ends up with the hot sheriff. He is gorgeous <laughs> and she deserves it. He's like, oh, I could I could have you, you know, you could stay in the cell. Like, it sucks because it's a cell, but like, it's a place that's dry. And I was like, yeah, what about them handcuffs, though? Like, uh-huh. Like, also, where is he staying? In that cell crystal or or maybe he's there on call because of the storm okay i hope that's if that's that because if he went home and slept in a bed that night he's like y'all are sleep y'all are sleeping at my cabin i rented out and sleep at jail for extra money he might actually do that because he owns that house right it was his dad's place yeah yeah there's just a very very small like subtle thing here where because she's super sad and she's finding about his dad and that's his dad's airbnb and everything and he's like hey are you hungry and she's like don't i look hungry and he's like what does that mean she's like i'm a big girl and he's like well big girls got to eat too right like so are you hungry like (laughs) that was great i don't care but that's our first indication of like he he sees her for more than just her size mm-hmm. he sees her as a whole ass person that needs chili right and don't we all mm-hmm. uh and so we've all like already i'm like yeah get up to that cabin <laughs> so you can dump your husband and stay with this hot sheriff like and he's a smart dude he's like she's cute i like her her husband's obviously terrible let's go yeah yeah <laughs> I guess probably partially because of the body positivity movement. Like she has such this perception of herself that is like, Mm -hmm. so her body first and not her personality or her heart or kindness. Or like like her body is what gives her inherent value. It's like that kind of thing. It's yeah. Yeah. The first thing that she thinks that people are thinking about her. Yeah. And I'm like, really? Jill Scott was still Jill Scott at this point. And I'm like, Jill Scott was still Jill Scotting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, she's hot, has been hot. Every time there was a moment on screen where she's, like, praying or, like, having a moment with God or, like, singing a song, like, a gospel song, all I'm thinking of is this very iconic video that went viral years ago of her essentially, like, spoken words, singing, giving oral sex to a man yes i've seen that video it's so intense and like oh my god but you can't look away and it's also so artistic at the same time and i'm Mm -hmm. like but you're jill scott like every time she pray i'm like "Mm, okay jill i'm like but i know what you'd be doing with that microphone so as someone who was fat in in 2007 uh i can speak to the climate at the time horrific yeah at the time it it wasn't until my junior year of high school that we even had a second plus size store within 20 miles and i lived in the bay area yeah (laughs) it was impossible to find cool clothes of any kind every depiction of fatness on tv was a straight size person complaining that they were fat Uh, so we had no representation at all it was common encouraged and normal to mock fat people openly because it was considered that you were helping them by doing it. Oh yeah, you were like fat shaming was like a positive thing because you were helping them right. like motivate them. Yes. It, it was gross. Yes, and it was very present and popular in the media. And so there absolutely was this narrative that no one will love you because of yeah. this. And it took years of unlearning that to get to a point where I could date 
healthily. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the experience of a lot of people from that time. I'm not going to dispute that at all, but I would say in the black community, like especially dating among black people, I would say some of this didn't touch the community in fully the same way Mm. because of our bodies just being naturally different and not being represented in television. And that's why I was bringing up Jill Scott being Jill Scott at the time, because Jill Scott was, I mean, she's been a popular singer and she's been the size that she has been, that she was in this movie for all the time that I've known her. Mm -hmm. And I knew people that still saw her as a sex symbol. And so to me, it was a bit of a stretch. I think when I did see the movie, cause I'm like, but it's fucking, look at, look at her. Like, I'm like, we were we not in, I think really like putting her in the dowdy clothes, you know, like, you know, they really had to put her in different clothes to really hide her light under a bushel because I still see what I feel like we see when we see Jill Scott, which is like a beautiful woman. Or what we see when we see her at the end of this movie. And yes, exactly. Agreed. Yeah. And I heard there's a lot of black men that prefer that version. Not they're not in L.A. Yeah. Oh, no, you got to import them. That's for sure. (laughs) But you go to other places and like they do they do prefer that version of a woman, especially a black woman. And so anyway, I did find it interesting that like that was you know, that that she saw herself that way. It made me think that she if that she spent too much time around white people. <laughs> Ooh, that's real, though. This is also why I I had so many black friends, even as a teenager, because we wore the same sizes and shopped at the same places. And it was mm-hmm. like a commonality. Mm-hmm. I do want to say this. Huh. Mikey's got a heart out in 50. Oh, shit. That's right. All right. We okay. keep it moving. All right. You guys can record without me. I won't be mad. <laughs> All right. We may do that. Anyway. I'll be like, uh, and in conclusion, they should have all divorced. Good night. Why didn't I get divorced? It should what it should <laughs> be called. <laughs> there is There's a, a sequel, sequel to, to this, this movie, and I'm super curious about it. Uh, I get married too. <laughs> I can't wait to mistakenly rent the stage play. <laughs> now that one I have not seen. I've not seen why did I get married to I I'm pretty sure I didn't see it. It just means you have to come back. Yeah, when we do absolutely. It. Crystal, okay, I get you on the record saying you'll come back for the sequel. Yes. Yeah. Of course. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. So everyone else goes to bed. Sheila's going to stay at the the sheriff's station and she hasn't returned anyone's calls. So nobody knows where she is. I think her phone is dead. Phones don't exist uh, except for Tyler Perry's wife. She's the only one who ever pulls out a phone. Who has a phone. (laughs) Uh, But everyone else is going to sleep and they're all trying to get laid. Just literal feet from each other. And it's not working for anybody. But also all of these beds are too small. They are too small. They're all fulls. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, Jake and I slept on a full for like the first two years we were together. And uh-huh. I, when I tell you we are wide-shouldered people that are uncomfortable <laughs> at anything but a king now, imagine that. that full was murder. <laughs> like, that was the worst. That's full on Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory kind of bed stuffed to people, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yes. But yeah, they're all, they all literally, if they're not like spooning, they're off the bed. Like that's how small these beds are (laughs) with a million pillows that they don't take off before getting into the bed. Anyway. Shocking. But the next day they all make breakfast together. And again, the fact that Sheila has not shown up that night and no one is like, find a search party. (laughs) Right. Well, they asked her husband that morning. They were like, Hey, have you gotten a hold of your wife? And he's like, right. no, I haven't called her. Like, why would I do that? Yeah. I'm here with who I want to be with. 
Right. I'm like, he couldn't even pretend. This is what's wild to me is like you bring this other woman and then at no point do you even like put up any show for anybody. You're just like blatantly being horrible. Why is anybody friends with this guy? I don't know. I would stop being friends with this person after this trip. You know what the movie should be called? Why are we friends with Mike? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. exactly. But it's not just Mike. It's like all of them. I'm like, like if I got to the back room and my friend, like if I, if Todd, I go to the bathroom and Todd's like, I've got VD from fucking another woman. uh, And I'm like, well, Natalie's in there. I don't know why you're telling me this. This is bad. Like, I don't want to be friends with you either. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, they're all making breakfast. Sheila shows up with the sheriff and seems oblivious to the whole thing about Trina. Now, we know from the night before that Angela saw Tre- saw Mike sneaking into Trina's room. So she knows that like uh-huh. active cheating is happening uh-huh. and everyone else is like let's not tell her. And I'm like let's fucking tell her. Yeah. It happened right. blatantly in front of us on this trip like insane. No. Uh and Sheila's trying to like set up Trina and Troy the the sheriff and I'm like no Sheila. No Troy is for you. <laughs> yes. Like Trina is already getting hers because she's getting yours. So like, mm. I think she's just in denial. Yeah. They decide they're going to go shopping and the men are going to chop wood or or something. Uh, <laughs> or something. Or something. Um, but while they're out shopping, uh, Trina does this thing of like, oh, you should look at this. You should try this on. And she's like, it's not in my size, which is like oh, I hate that. A, a brutal experience of the time of like let's go shopping you can only have accessories but i'm not gonna get upset about it i'm gonna ignore your needs and so you guys know Paige would know but you guys know there was a store called 579 yes and literally that store the numbers 579 literally meant that they only carried the sizes five seven and nine oh yep. okay. that's crazy there's yeah. a joke about it in Mean Girls, but it was a very real story. It's awful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've only heard of Forever 21. So Forever 21 <laughs> back in the day used to only go up to like a 10 or maybe a 12. You would think they would only have size 21, but. <laughs> I, I mean, that would have been great. I, I could have probably worn those. <laughs> no, I get it. I'm a bigger dude. You can't get over XL. I, I wear XL. Depending on the brand and the cut, it's like XL or XXL. Yeah, yeah same like, with Jake. Most retail stores do not carry XXL in store or whatever. You have to, yeah, so I get it. But I think the difference is that there was no male equivalent of a store where it's like, sorry, big guy, you're not welcome here. You know right. what I mean? No, I was never shamed for that. They're just like, right. sir, yeah. just order online. You work out too much or whatever. Like, they, they're nice. Yeah. Yeah. For as be- much better as the plus size clothing industry has gotten, it's still not brick and mortar. Uh, yeah. Really, you've got online, like two yeah. to three options max usually. But shopping together as a group, culturally, at least in America, is such a w- women friend activity. Mm-hmm. And being that size, you are excluded from it. And and no one else in the friend group is like, oh, let's do something else. They're like, well you're fat so this is kind of a you problem and we do see trina kind of do that in this scene but then we also see her like talk her into buying lingerie for a man that she is sleeping with like she actively knows that it's not going to help or do anything it's only going to deepen that wound which is brutal yeah yeah it's horrible uh we do see the store owner tell them that there's no cash in the store which i was like they're wearing furs man <laughs> i love <laughs> like, the angela response to that though 
Oh yeah, Angela. Oh yeah. What did she say? Her- oh, I don't remember. It's I- something like, oh, she racist. Like she like really got up there. <laughs> but and, like, she started chases her. her. I was oh, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, hell yeah, you call her out for that bullshit. You better run. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, we cut but to we that cut night to that where night. Sheila has the nightgown on, and it is beautiful. Like uh-huh. it looks very luxurious. And he laughs at her. Yeah. Man, he responds by like laughing in her yeah. face. Yeah. See, yeah. and these are the these are the moments where I'm like, yes, this is an intimate moment. He's being purposefully mm-hmm. rude in private, behind closed doors. Yes. Right. That part feels more believable to me than how rude he is to her in public in front of everybody else. Right. Yeah. Yes. No, I agree with you. Because I feel like the more realistic version of this relationship to me is that she has been suffering a lot of these things in private. Yes, exactly. And they're just now finding out because like in the store when nothing fits her and whatever, Mm -hmm. she does have a moment of like, I feel like I disgust him. All of them are like, no. And I was like, you have all of you have literally seen it. You have literally heard him call her any number of things. Like, yeah, no, of course not. And I'm like, no, he has been he's openly abusive to her in front of you. And Angela's Mm -hmm. the only one who does anything about it. Yes. Mm -hmm. It really bothered me that none of the men were like, hey, you shouldn't talk about your wife like that. Or at least yeah. not in front of us. Like, we won't be a part of this. Like, yeah. 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 It's really sad. Nobody's holding each other accountable. It's- exactly. Yes. Which I think is what, I think that's the point of the beginning of this movie. And why, mm-hmm. it, like, all of it explodes at the dinner at the cabin. Yeah. Right. Because no one's really communicating the way they should. Right. And we go through everyone, again, trying to have sex and not having sex. You know. Mm-hmm. The only barometer of a healthy relationship. (laughs) I know, I know. Janet Jackson, her husband, he's like trying to talk about their dead child, which is also the first like inkling that we get. We've gotten like hints that like they have a dead child, but we don't know what happened yet Mm -hmm. because that comes out of the dinner. But we also have we like Tyler Perry's wife found out that he told her secretary not to call him. And so she is they're kind of upset and he doesn't want to talk about it. Like Trina is off doing her own thing. Angela and Marcus, uh, he says no again. And she does this whole thing of like trying to go to sleep next to him, but like hopping around. Like, yeah. <laughs> In a full size bed. That was dangerous. Yeah. Dangerous. <laughs> anyway, uh, we cut to the next day at dinner where, first of all, the 80 20 rule comes up again, which everyone uses it differently, which I think is really funny. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, Each person is like 80-20. I was like, that doesn't really apply to your thing, but okay. (laughs) But Angela is like, nope, I am laying the truth on the table right now. How dare you do this to Sheila? Trina is your mistress. Sheila, I'm sorry you had to find out this way, but like, this is what's happening and I won't let you talk to her like that anymore. And like, Mm -hmm. it done, Uh, which I respect the hell out of. I wish she could have done it privately, but whatever it is, what it is. (laughs) I still say her doing it this way is better than the fact that her friends just weren't going to fucking do it. Agreed. Yeah. But it made for great, for a great scene in a movie. Great (laughs) scene in a movie. It did. Yeah. I was here for it. Yeah. Well, broken clocks right twice a day. You know what I'm saying? Right. But this is where Mike 
is like, oh, oh, okay, we're doing this now. Great. You got a DNA test on your kid because you thought she was cheating on you. You got your tube side without telling him. Uh, you came crying to my house because you think she didn't strap your son in. And at that point, I was like, what the fuck? We're just dropping this in yeah. the middle of the, oh my God. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's new information for us as the viewer. And I was like, holy shit. Oh no. And then it was new information. And that was the real one that was below the belt. Yes. Yeah. But I mean, this is also a guy who's been a monster the whole time so i'm not at all surprised yeah exactly what do we expect he was evil from scene one exactly (laughs) yes (laughs) but he ends on marcus having vd and angela is like oh oh no you got it from me because i cheated on you and then you got it from me and then you gave it to keisha so you should maybe tell keisha about that and he strangles her and he strangles her that shit was nuts yeah. He stands up and strangles, <laughs> strangles her. Strangles her. Don't worry, they end up together. <laughs> Strangling's never okay. Like it, un- unless it's consensual and you know, you get it. But like anger strangling in a fight when terms have not been discussed, never okay. It really is like one of the three precursors of murder in a domestic abuse situation. Yes, yeah. and he's not a small guy. Now she's not a small lady either, but like he could really hurt her if he wanted to. Like, she is in imminent danger. And the sheriff mm-hmm. is like, oh, hey, whoa. <laughs> Stop, don't. <laughs> You're just like. He's like, uh. I mean, he's been tra- he's been trained to handle bears, not humans. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but everyone kind of settles for a moment. And Mike turns to Sheila and like pure villain He's like, I'm sorry you had to hear this way, but it's it's over. I want a divorce. I won't be a monster. You can have the rental property and you can have your car. And we'll find out later that he clears out her bank account yeah. because as we will find out later in this movie, she was managing his whole house, cooking for him, cleaning for yeah. him, doing everything and not working, probably at his request. Uh, and so she has no money. It's that financial abuse as well in a way like she was trapped Mm -hmm. uh and as he gets up from the table she grabs a wine bottle and cracks him across the back of the head with it it's awesome which in the movie you love (laughs) in real life he might be dead it's also assault for sure and angela says i hope he's dead yeah it's also very (laughs) bad i want to go back to something and I actually appreciate the fact that a woman assaulted a man. I mean, that's don't listen. I understand that what out you're saying. Use I that that because I feel like I have watched several movies of Tyler Perry where he has a habit of making a woman do something that's so heinous that the man's assault initially emotionally feels right justified or whatever okay yes and it that pisses me off so like i feel like by making angela just such a vocal and like always yelling she's always at a 10 right like yeah and i feel like that's i think that was the only my only problem with her character is that like she's always at a 10 she doesn't really have levels yeah. The level, like her, she's all, the, the lines are hilarious, right? So you end up appreciating it overall. Right. Yeah. But it is always kind of one note with her to the point where when she finally does get choked out, I feel like I can, I can understand, not that I agree with, but I can see men being like, she had this coming, right? 
And he does that same thing in the movie, The Family That Prays. It also happens in Temptation. Temptation, a guy punches through a window yeah. at a woman. <laughs> it's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And and in The Family That Prays with Sanaa Lathan, like at the end, she gets punched out. And I could feel even the women in the audience feeling like she deserved it because she he made her such an evil character. Right. That by the time she gets assaulted by a man, you're on his side. Right. And that's... That's the only reason why I'm like, okay, there's a little bit of parody with Jill Scott's character um, knocking him out with the... (laughs) Right, right. And also, I mean, he's a full villain. Yes. Like, yes. He's that's, a terrible yeah, villain. that's it feels very <laughs> cathartic. Yeah. Anyway, we cut to Sheila's hotel room where the sheriff shows up because she just left the key in and she's like, Are you here to arrest me? Fair question. She did yes. definitely yes. assault it someone. It was a fair question. He's like, <laughs> yeah. No, I won't because I have a crush on you. Right. <laughs> Shh, I hid the paperwork. But this is also where we find out that her bank account is empty. She has no money. He has literally stranded her in Colorado. Yeah. She has like $87 to her name. Yeah. He takes her to this kind of snowy hill where he's like, here's where I come to cry sometimes. Let it all out. And you're just like, that's right. Because he's sensitive. And he deserves her. Uh, Angela leaves alone. The two couples that didn't cheat on their wives leave together but have arguments the whole way back. Mm-hmm. because <laughs> this is where Tyler Perry and his wife, and she's like, why'd you get our daughter DNA tested? He's like, because you and I only had sex in that time like once, so like, how could she be mine? And I was like, well, that one time. <laughs> like, yeah, that's like all it takes sometimes. It's just like the once. It is statistically hard to do that one time, but it happens. Uh-huh. It happens. But that shows he doesn't even believe in himself. Right. Well, <laughs> there's other issues that come out because of this. Yeah, well, I think he also... It, it shows that he doesn't value or believe that she's working, right? Because he's like, like we only had sex at one time, so clear. But you got pregnant, so clearly you weren't working when you said you were. You were cheating on me, which for me is him diminishing her career again. Again, yeah, he, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just anyway, and she's like, oh, so it is yours. Oh, and she says it in a way that I was like, it's she's being sarcastic, you know, right. like. But mm-hmm. he's like, what do you mean? <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> Right. <laughs> he seems simple, like yeah, real simple. Bit. Oh, he's simple. <laughs> yeah, it's it's wild. Very simple. Uh, the the reactions he has to some of the next few things, I'm like, what? Like, I know we need to move the story along, but this is bonkers. <laughs> like, and, yeah, and he's boring. It is boring. <laughs> we we cut to. Janet Jackson and her husband in their very, very model home with nothing in it. And But this is where we get the whole story of she's like, I did buckle him in, but I didn't check that it was secure. And then it rained and I my car went off the road. So it's not her fault at all, I would say. I'd, I'd be like, you, yeah, it's a car accident. Like, it's tragic, but there's nothing you could have done. Like, you know, you could have secured him and he still could have died. Like, it doesn't matter. I mean, yeah. People who are secured into seatbelts or car seats sometimes still die in accidents. Yeah. You know, like that's not a uh, like a a safe all for that kind of situation. Yeah, that's not the part he's mad at. She abandoned the child in the car seat on the train tracks before the train hit the no. car. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. With another <gasps> professional, like, do they reference actually going to a therapist to help no. them work through any of these issues? No. This is my thing: is that. It's a lot of like promoting of like 
armchair therapist. Yeah. You know, like you Pop can psychology. do this. Yeah. I watched a YouTube video. I'm sure we can figure out how to therapize these four couples on our own. Much <laughs> did not like that. I don't like it at all. And he like tackles her. She's got a knife. The only kitchen thing in this kitchen because she's cutting like directly onto the countertop right too. right yeah bonkers um, <laughs> and just cutting asparagus into chunks and i was like what is she doing she's making dinner page <laughs> like it's, it's asparagus <laughs> like you're just she's never done ass. this in her life this is janet jackson this is she's janet never... jackson <laughs> and they had 38 more scenes to film that day page poor thing she don't know yeah <laughs> it's a beginner acting class and it's bonkers uh he faced waterfall <laughs> Calls her at one point. It's a whole crazy thing. Uh, we cut to Marcus at the salon and Keisha, his baby mama, shows up and they get into an argument yeah. and he's like, Angela, leave. Keisha, you go, whatever. We don't really resolve much except that we will see them again in a moment. We don't figure out even what their argument is about. <laughs> I bet it's. No. I bet she found out she has VD. That's what I thought. Or she was pregnant again. Because she came in with like such emotional intensity yes, for them to right? not resolve it. I'm like, how did they not do? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it's the direction or maybe things got cut. Listen, we have one day to write and film this movie. So. Exactly. I think what they're trying to do is show her emotional intensity as compared to Angela, which to me just says that Marcus has a type. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> So Sheila calls everyone and they're all on like a weird conference call. And and <laughs> Sheila's just like, I'm okay. Where are you? Don't worry about it. Click. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm going to reveal it later. Uh, but in that phone call, she reveals that it is Terry, Tyler Perry's birthday. Now, this call is depicted as being in the middle of the day. Yes. Diane doesn't get home till late at night with no birthday stuff. It's dark outside when she gets home. <laughs> I thought about that. Yeah. Because here's my thing. She rich. She's a lawyer. You're not going to call crumble cookies or like a <laughs> florist or like a caterer. Like you have hours to be just mm -hmm. like, hey, I'm going to need to have something couriered to my house. And then when I get there, it'll be like, see, I didn't forget. Because mm -hmm. when she shows up, he's like, you remember the things you want to remember. And it's just like, oof. Well, because she does show up like with nothing, just like, oh, hey, happy birthday. Who is this lady who works in your office who was bringing you cake and ice cream? Who she knows because <laughs> she's tutored their daughter and stuff. Like she fully knows her. Yeah, but whatever. I know. But I do think it's just like, Making her as bad as Tyler Perry thinks the ter the most terrible woman could be. Exactly. Like, because yeah. in in this movie, Tyler Perry, or really the movie is presenting Tyler Perry as like this very, very put upon husband. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I mean, he's got his own issues. <laughs> I don't think she's great either. Like, I understand yeah. why forgetting your spouse's birthday is bad. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. I'm not saying that. It happens, but it's bad. Yeah. That's the thing. They're just terrible couples. They are yes, agreed. objectively just terrible couples. Yeah. yeah. So we cut to Sheila, who is now working in the general store because mm -hmm. the sheriff got her the job because apparently his dad also owned ha half the town, uh, but also this general <laughs> store. And I do love that we get this moment where she's just like elevator eyes, just like, ooh, he is gorgeous and he is like. Uh -huh. Yeah, those extreme close-ups of his body, I was like, okay, 
female gaze for once or you know <laughs> right. from that point of view which you don't What's really up? get a lot i thought that that was kind of cool it was uh-huh. very fun yeah but she in this is also where she's just like oh do you work out i couldn't you know or whatever and he's like well hey i mean you don't need to run but like if you want to walk or something it keeps the stress down if you want to mm-hmm. like but he very much takes it like do you want to and he's like also do you want to go to the movies later and she's just like what i mean yeah yeah okay we cut back to Marcus and Angela picking up their kids from Keisha's house. And it's like Keisha versus Angela part two. Uh-huh. This is where we find out his money started the business. Yeah. Which is, and I was with you when you had no money. Uh-huh. Revelations that should have been brought up earlier. Right. He basically yells at both of them and is just like, you stop saying mean things about my wife to our children. Hey, you yeah be a little nicer (laughs) what are we doing uh but then he goes for a walk he just walks away and (laughs) leaves angela with the kids which is such a bizarre end to the scene (laughs) but sure they worked it out they worked it out uh we cut to tyler perry's house where he and his wife are in a full fight because she came home kicked the the woman who worked with him out yeah and she didn't bring anything for the birthday and she he's like our daughter is asleep and they open the door and she looks like she's in a coffin because she's just like <laughs> i thought she was like a child vampire who was asleep yes <laughs> all lace and curtains and she's just the stillest a child yes. has ever been you also like can't really see their face or anything so it, it might be like one of those like medical dolls that like look pretty <laughs> realistic but like no it's definitely a girl that was just like okay now <laughs> yeah it's a yeah. tether that's <laughs> 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 what you're talking about though it did kind of remind me of a cpr doll <laughs> like yeah a tether though she sits up she's got the golden scissors <laughs> like ah, no. uh. anyway they fight this is where she briefly gets to be the like yo having a baby is not the same for you as it is for me Mm -hmm. and he's like that's not important and we're i'm leaving and throws (laughs) her phone across the room and stuff how dare you ask me to consider your needs how dare you (laughs) but we cut to a diner that is definitely just an extra room in a studio that they set up multiple tables at absolutely yeah there's nowhere for food to come out. Like it's just tables. Um, but this is where she's like, Hey, we can't hang out. Cause I think I have feelings for you. And if you don't reciprocate and he's like, what if I do reciprocate? And you're like, ah, yeah. I mean, I honestly feel like he was in a very respectful way, like dating her, 100. you know, like I felt like it was very clear. He was into her romantically. I- I'm with you, Todd. He was very clearly telegraphing that I'm into you, but people who haven't had people into them in a long time are not used to that. And uh, no, Mikey, I think that that's sort of the point for her is like she doesn't yeah. see herself as being like valuable and like worthy of that kind of love. So like she just didn't see his very clear signals. Mm-hmm. At this time, all media, except this movie, basically. <laughs> are screaming at her that she is not worthy of love. Yeah, no, I'm I, I I'm sure. Yeah. It's 
the world has told you that yeah. this is impossible. Mm-hmm. It's brutal. Now, the one thing they they have the kiss over the table, which is it's very sweet within the scene. But I was like, give her a real one. Like, don't make her do this awkward lean over the table shit. <laughs> I, I honestly didn't love it. Like, I, I wanted their first kiss to be like a much more romantic moment. Because they struggle over that table because, first of all, the table is too big to do this. (laughs) And so they have to get full up and lean across, both of them. Yeah. Uh, And secondly, they're in the middle of eating. It's not the time. What would have been the time is like they had a great dinner. On the mountain. Yes, on the mountain would have been perfect. Or even like outside the diner, any number of things. But but they didn't have those locations that day. They only had this (laughs) room full of tables. Uh, Sorry. (laughs) Anyway, the girls meet up at Janet Jackson's, I'm assuming university. It seems like maybe she's a professor of some sort. Right. I honestly don't know. She keeps speaking in college rooms. Yeah. And then getting awards. Mm-hmm. So it's good work if you can get it. But the first the first scene where we're like the white girl is stirring the shit, it does seem like she's a guest speaker. Yes. In a room. So yeah, I don't get how she makes her money. I don't get what her research is on. And well, and she only researched her friends i was like that's not recent. exactly because did she win this award for the book i thought it was like a book yeah like a i thought it was for i thought it was for the book too yeah it is but she says she's like i wrote the book based on research i did with my friends and i was like that is not research like, that is not research he doesn't know how research works no because like that amount is statistically insignificant but also no, she's like look I had a control group of a different group of friends who had healthy marriages. Right. right. But this is where she's just like, get legal pads. You, you write the good, you write the bad. And however it shakes out, then you know what to do, uh, which is very simplistic when you're thinking of literal divorce. But sure. But you know what? It's exact same methodology that act like a lady, think like a man was written. Oh, yes. And so I think they all like this group of people. They all just believe that this is how like real psychological, sociological, scientific work is done. Yeah. And they're absolutely right. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we cut to the men who are all drinking together in a bar. And the first words out of Tyler Perry's mouth are, we're thinking about ways to kill our wives. Do you want to help? Yikes. Tyler Perry is like so performatively drunk in this scene. I fell in love with his performance. Like it is silly (laughs) levels of drunk. And also he wants me to believe he's 36. Right. I mean, he was 37 at the time. What? Yeah, no, I, I did the math earlier in the episode. I was like, and I look back, he was 37 Jesus. at the time. And it's insane because I'm like, is this like what with the 80s, you know, like where everybody looks so much yes. older when we look back uh-huh. on it now? And I'm like, is that same thing happening here? I think part of it is that like they got four like super beefy dudes, Yeah. right? And so I think that is adding to this, this idea that like they feel older. Yeah. They're not gangly at all. Like the, none of them are like, they're all like, ooh, like men, like, you know? Yeah. So yeah. like, that's why I look younger than Todd. I get it. How you doing? <laughs> it did make me think of Todd because he's act. Tyler Perry is acting drunk like someone who's never drank before. Right. Like, uh, I, like that's probably why I found his performance here so believable. Because I was <laughs> yeah. like, this is exactly how I act when I'm being silly around my friends pretending to be drunk Todd. That checks out. It does. But he, yeah, I can't be dating at 36. I was like, you should try living in 2024 player. Right. <laughs> like, everybody be dating at 36. Um, yeah. 
But <laughs> this conversation that they have, because Gavin shows up, it, it gives them all the idea that they've got to like go back to their respective partners and try to work things out, sort of, because Tyler yeah. Perry don't do that. But Michael Jai White comes home to Angela and she's like cooked for him because it's this real kind of gross implication that by air quotes setting her straight, he's now put her in her place and she's ready to be the trad wife he deserves. Mm. And ooh, Paige, I'm gonna let you finish because you're absolutely right. But I found it hilarious when he called his best friend and I, he was like, she cooked for me. I think she's trying to kill me. <laughs> I thought that shit was hilarious. And then his friend was like, she might be trying to kill you. And he was like, I just want you to know in case something happens to me that it was her. She it was her. Me. So like, I agree with what you're saying. It's also a very funny scene though. Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. And, and that part, hysterical. So, yeah, loved it. The, the part after where she's just like, I just want to be a good wife. He's like, okay, but here are the things that you have to do for me. You have to do for me for this to work. And I, I love that he's like, be nice to Keisha, whatever. And, and the last one, he's like, and stop drinking. And she's just like, okay. And Colter, I was like, she's going to die. Man, the way she <laughs> grabbed those wine glasses and started drinking them like that was so funny, though. Like, that's what I mean. Like, I think she had the most fun on set. Like, as an <laughs> actress in this oh, movie. Oh, a hundred. Yes. I would just like to love my job the way she is loving her job on this set. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. She's just definitely going to have a stroke of some sort. Uh, trying <laughs> For to, sure, yeah. Trying to detox cold yeah, turkey. Yeah. Yes, uh, a seizure. Uh, a heart attack anyway we cut to tyler perry's house because he has done nothing to make any sort of restitution and his wife shows up he's unpacking with the secretary and he's like and she's like i'll do anything i'm so sorry i mean he has moved out of their house yeah right like so like yeah she shows up the secretary or I th she's in scrubs i thought that she was just like a nurse that worked at his practice yeah, yeah. but like I find what he does in this scene so callously hurtful. Yeah. I was blown away that like when she comes in and she like really owns like her part of it. Right. And he's like, yeah, good. You learned your lesson because I moved out or whatever. And then he's like, well, she's pregnant. It's twins. What now? I was like, what are you doing? Like, this is insane. Right. And then for it to have just been a joke. Mm -hmm. I have multiple questions. I'm just joking, bro. I'm just joking. I did it for the walls, babe. <laughs> I think this joke, this whole scene is not the flex that Tyler Perry thinks it is. Agreed. And part of that is that once again, they have such like they have zero chemistry. And so the way that she plays it, the way that she plays what happens next, it has just the feeling and the vibe of like, it's not that I don't want to lose you. I just don't want to lose. Right. Oh man, that's a good point. Yeah. And yeah. Because I just yeah. felt like she doesn't actually want him. She just wants him to not be happy with somebody else. Right. Yes. And I think that they thought that they were making a scene where she like actually is still in love and wants him. And it's like, nope, that's not how it reads. That's not how I that's not how I feel, right. you know, when I'm watching it. Nope. We cut to DC for the Vague Awards. Uh, and Mike has brought Trina and everyone else is there. Sheila shows up. And this is where I was like, huh? I mean, I was grateful that it's still Jill Scott and it still looks like Jill Scott. They didn't make her crazy skinny or anything. But I was like, you could have just left like she could have just been the Sheila we knew the whole time. Mm -hmm. This added layer is strange yes. because like 
instead of everyone being like, oh, my God, you're glowing. You look so happy. Mm-hmm. Everyone's just like, you're thin now. And it's like, <laughs> God damn. Like, just you can't even be like, you look happy. Oh, she's like, oh, yeah, this is why I like left your friend group. <laughs> I yeah, yeah, didn't yeah. invite <laughs> any of you to my wedding. Exactly, Paige. Yeah. And even her monologue still starts with like, it's been so hard, but I did it and I worked for And you're just like. I didn't need this part. I needed the end of the monologue where she's like, God brought me someone who does, who loves me and doesn't criticize me and loves me through all of it. And I have so much joy and I am so happy in general. Everything about my life has gotten better. Yeah. That's all I needed. But instead I did the like, I've been walking and it's been hard. And I'm like, <laughs> fuck y'all. I honestly thought that they were using that walking theme of like, okay, she found a man who would like, walk with her through life Mm -hmm. whereas before her other husband was like just this terrible person but i understand what you're saying i I wonder if that was just one of those things that he like threw in for the metaphor and just didn't even consider that side of it Paige. no i think the move and and i don't know well i don't know if it was a studio note this is a studio movie like sure there was a part of me that's like was it a studio note that they refused to let her be fat and happy like she's still thick for sure and i'm grateful for that sure but but I'm like, we did we have to? And maybe it was a part of the play or something. But I was just like, he loved her for who she was. Mm-hmm. We could have left it at that. I also uh, resented that she was the only one that they forced to have sleeves on her dress. Mm-hmm. Right. Anyway, I do love when she ends up sitting next to Mike and he's just like, so like what? You know, hey. And I do like that she's like, oh, that's right. You did think you were my first. Oh, Which- the shade of it all. I love that. Oh, I also yeah. love that she was like, um, I had to forgive you so that I wouldn't carry this trauma that you gave me through all the abuse you like tortured me with. Yeah. I don't want to carry that into my next relationship. So I already forgave you. Yeah. But like, I'm not in a season of dealing with your bullshit right now. So leave me alone. Uh-huh. Right. And he's too good for this. And I was like, yes. yes. But all this time, they're talking all the way through Janet Jackson's speech. And we have no idea what she said. But we cut back to her because we couldn't hear it. We cut back to her. She is crying. And she's like, and I thank you. And we're like, what happened in the the last? She just shared a very emotional story about how she was dealing with the grief of losing her child. But just like this movie, we just skipped over that part. We skipped over it. Uh, We skipped over it. And but here's the thing, though. So she gets down from the award. Everyone gets up to like dance and hug her. Her dress doesn't fit and it is unzipped in the back. Oh, no. And there you can tell she's trying to cheat towards the camera. (laughs) So you can't see it. But at some point she turns to hug someone and you can fully see it in the back. That's hilarious. And it's because Janet Jackson got them titties and. A very, very skinny waist. And I they clearly did not have time to tailor her clothes. And so they did one that would fit tight around the waist, but couldn't fit around the titties. So she's also got her like arms pinned to her like oh, dress no. to try and not have it fall down. <laughs> anyway. And that's, that's the, movie. the movie. So having seen the movie, having talked about the movie, what did you guys think about why did I get married? <laughs> Why did I watch this movie again? <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty much my conversation with myself. I was like, okay. I love this movie. I feel like this is the spiritual opposite of the 365 averse because it's like crazy, but not at all sexy. It is like aggressively the opposite of that universe, but like that makes sense. almost as crazy. And I'm here for it. Can't wait. 
to have Crystal back for the sequel. Like, I'm very excited. Yeah, I want to see where it goes. Yeah, I was entertained the entire time because I was just like, <gasps> yeah. Yes. Same. I would like a super cut of all of Angela's lines. Oh, I bet that exists on YouTube. I bet <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, I gotta find that. I hope he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> but Paige, do you have any fun facts for us? I do. I do. I do. Well, it is with your fun facts. Tyler Perry, fun, fun facts. facts. Uh, so they tried to get Janet Jackson for Medea's family reunion that came out the year before this, uh, but she was unavailable. But Tyler Perry really, really wanted her to be in one of his movies. So he yeah. basically kept asking her and she ends up in this one. Uh-huh. This is never theatrically released in the UK. Uh, but it's <laughs> but it's sequel is <laughs> so that's so weird. Okay, that's I, yeah, weird. I don't know. Now there there is a note here that uh, typically, and this is something we've talked about before on many episodes. Um, but Tyler Perry's films don't have commercial success in Europe and hardly ever receive theatrical releases outside the U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, n- reason number one, racism. But two, yeah. uh, I think another part of this is because in the U.S. there's an existing audience for his plays. So a lot of people seeing these movies have seen them as plays and are like, I can't wait to see the movie of that. And that feeds a lot of the box office success in the U.S., Mm-hmm. But those plays have not toured abroad much. Uh, and so there's not necessarily an existing fan base there as well. So it's twofold, I would say. Yeah. yeah. I think also like the morality play itself is a very um, American Christian. Yes. Like construct. And so that's the one critique that Fabrice always has about a lot of American films. Not that he's seen these movies, but like. If a movie is like very clearly like this person is bad and this le- person mm-hmm. learns a lesson and then these people all end up being happy at the end. That's a very American style of movie that right. is, is not really like received well by European audiences. So they just I think maybe appreciate a little bit more nuance and it's not even about nuance, but it's like did we need this very clearly spelled out um, lesson. Right. But that's that's what Tyler Perry does, though. Like that's what he does. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is Tyler Perry's first self-directed dramatic role. Oh. He had directed himself in the Medea movies, which are mostly listed as comedies, but always have a wild dramatic turn in them. Even <laughs> yeah, even Boo a Medea Halloween and Boo a Medea Halloween too. Uh, so this is the first one that's like a drama in his mind. Although I do think this is as funny as most of the Medea movies. Now it is an adaptation <laughs> of his play, uh, but. Before adapting the screenplay, he removed, he claims, he removed most of the church and message scenes to make it less preachy. And the fact that this is the less preachy version of that is wild to me. (laughs) That he was like, no, this is the secular version. There's no way. (laughs) I mean, I think if you take away all the preachy stuff, it is a morality play. You take away the whole play. So you've got to leave a bunch of it in. And and clearly they did. Well, and to fill in the things that he took out, he adds Marcus and Angela as an additional couple and Patricia and Gavin, uh, who is Janet Jackson. And the reason he adds them specifically Janet Jackson's role is she becomes the framework for how they're telling the story. Right. She doesn't have much of a character outside that. Right. She does not. She's just the one who's like, remember marriage and family therapy and just kind of like, (laughs) you know, wanders off into the rest of the scene. (laughs) Now, 
Oddly enough, this movie shares something in common with a very, very famous, very good movie from the year before, Aquila and the Bee, uh, in that they have the same score uh, conductor and composer. Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah, and it's because Tyler Perry saw Aquila and the Bee and was like, the score in this is amazing. <laughs> and then go <laughs> went and like found that guy and was like, do the score for my movie. And I was just like, wildly different films. <laughs> um, now... At one point, when Gavin and Marcus are on the phone because Marcus thinks he's about to be poisoned, uh, Gavin says, you have nothing to worry about unless she's cooking grits. And this is uh -huh. actually a reference to Medea's family reunion that came out the year before. Uh, oh, my God. Medea is famous for Grit Ball, where someone in Tyler Perry's movie and play universe, often a woman, uh, pours a piping hot pan of grits man, over yeah. the man who wronged them. Uh, this is a direct reference to an incident that occurred to the soul singer, Al Green. Oh, yeah. But those are your fun facts. Well, thank you for those fun facts, Paige. Let's talk a little bit about box office. Hey, I gotta, I gotta step off. Mikey, I know we hit yep. your heart out. So this movie came out in 2007. What do you think the production budget was for Tyler Perry's Why Did I Get Married in 2007? I can't guess because I don't know like ballpark numbers, but I'm gonna say real uh, low. Yeah. <laughs> Janet, Janet's mean, probably the biggest budget. Janet's, yeah. uh, <laughs> he paid her. <laughs> I'm gonna say this cost $7 million. Okay. I was a little surprised by this. It's actually $15 million. Okay, wow. And I wonder sense. if Janet got 10 of those because like, so. it is largely like there's not a whole lot of locations and a lot of them look like they were like Airbnbs. They run it out for the day, you know? Yeah. So, uh, sorry, sorry. I'm like sick as shit. So like, no, it's all good. I'm struggling. Sorry. Okay. So if you adjust for inflation, that's like $22 million today. Now this movie came out on October 12th, 2007. It was number one in the theaters. Wow. The week it came out. It beat, the number two movie was The Game Plan. Number three was We Own the Night. Number four was Michael Clayton. And number five was The Heartbreak Kid. What do you think Why Did I Get Married made in its opening weekend? I'm going to say 10 million opening okay. weekend. Do you want to take a guess, Crystal? I have no, yeah, I will have no idea. That is fine. I... <laughs> the, uh, but it did really well. It made $21.3 million in its opening weekend. Good for them. Pretty great, right? More than its budget back. Now, in its second weekend, it was number two. In its third weekend, it was number five. And then in its fourth week, it dropped to number nine. And then was never again in the top ten. But it was in the theaters for nine weeks total. Okay. What do you think it brought in domestically in those nine weeks? I'm going to say it brings in $57 million. Oh, that's a good guess. And Crystal, I'm assuming you don't want to no, guess. Okay. I, yeah, and I don't want to put you on the spot. You're a guess. Begin. But... <laughs> Paige, you were so close. It's $55.2 million. Wow. I'm getting good at this. You're getting all right. I mean, we did. Yeah, it's like, it's almost like it's your job or something. Um, <laughs> we do this twice a week. So um, it also did make $729,000 internationally, but you sort of talked to as to why it didn't make much internationally. Mm -hmm. But that still put its worldwide total up to $55.9 million. Mm -hmm. And if you adjust that for inflation, that's like $82.1 million today, almost $82.2 million today. So this movie made money. Like that, that's what I mean by like Tyler Perry figured out like the unserved market and figured out yeah. a way to serve it and yeah. make tons of money. So like, mm -hmm. and his movies always make money. Yeah. So like good for him, but that's your box <laughs> office. So now is when I would normally ask Mikey if he has a review for us to read, but he like <laughs> had to go. 
because we had, he had a hard out and we just you know record long. <laughs> we just recorded too long, I guess. But we had a lot to talk about. Yes, today. there's a lot in this movie we had to get into. But maybe before we do all that, we should just thank Crystal for joining us today yet again on another episode yes. of Romance in the Pod. We really appreciate it. Yeah, I always have fun. Thank you. Can you tell people where they can get more from you? Yes. So I am at the Dark Crystal everywhere, but um, I do have a few things that are coming up. I'm very excited about. I have a comic book that I have written that will be available Juneteenth. Oh, awesome. So uh, I guess follow my pages um, in order to find out about that. There's going to be a Kickstarter for that starting in March. And awesome. um, yeah. And then there's just my website, crystaladams.com, which somebody did track down recently to Ask me why one of my podcasts doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> it happens. It does. It happens. But yeah. thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thanks and for I'll picking such a fun movie to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm glad I forgot that I watched it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so this week, Crystal technically made us watch. Yeah. Why did I get married? Paige, I believe it's your pick next week, correct? No, next week is a special day. Do you want to announce it? Yeah. You, you, this was your idea, so I will let you take credit for it. Well, I don't know that it was my idea. I um, am literally... Or I guess it was Tabitha's idea. <laughs> well, I, well, Richard and Tabitha. Okay, so we should explain what's going on. Um, so we have some... They started out as listeners of the Horror Virgin, but they came to our very first Horror Virgin meetup, and it was like three people, and two of them were them. Yeah. Anyway, they're a married couple. And they are having a child. And we thought it would be nice if we would do a little, um, a movie that Tabitha has wanted us to do for quite some time. For a long time. Yes. And that movie is Leap Year. And because right. our next episode comes out on Leap Day, yep. we thought it might be a great way to celebrate their first child and, you know. Leap Day. Leap Day, right? So we're going to do. It only happens once every four years. So, I know. you know, we would have had to wait a whole nother four years to do it I if know. we were going to do it. And we definitely are not going to do that. So we're going to do it uh, next week. So your homework for next week is to watch Leap Year and then check Yay. back for that episode. Hooray. So now is when I would normally ask Mikey if he has a review for us to read, but he had to go because he had a hard out. So mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I will go ahead and read us a Spotify comment that came in on our Coming to America episode, and that is from Richie. And Richie just said, great episode on a great movie. Hashtag sexual chocolate. And uh, <laughs> I immediately heard it in Eddie Murphy's voice, I and I was that. here for it. Um, I also will read a five-star review that was left uh, a few days ago, and this one is from... Our Corona 25, and they say, this is the uh, title of the review. Our Corona. Ba -na 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 -na. Ba -ba 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 -ba. Uh, that song, don't listen to the lyrics, but it's very catchy. Don't listen to the lyrics. It's terrible. <laughs> uh, but the title of this review is, makes me literally, LOL, five stars. I found this show by searching for RWRB reviews, and I'm not sure what that is. RWRB. Oh, R-W-R-B. Yeah, the initials R-W-R-B. It's not Ruby, like R... It's literally R-W-R-B, all caps, all right next to each other. I, I don't know what it means, but I assume we did an episode on it. <laughs> anyway, it says, I found this show by searching for R-W-R-B reviews, and this is the one I've kept listening oh, to. red, white, and royal blue. Oh, that's perfect. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, that makes sense. My husband and I went to Scandinavia for two weeks and we went through so many episodes. Oh. 
He loved the show Thank too. Thank you. You have covered so many of my favorites. Can't stop listening. Five stars. So, our Corona, thank you so much for that awesome five-star review. And if you want to have me read your Spotify comment or Mikey read your five-star review when it doesn't have a heart out, leave us a five-star review or Spotify comment and we'll do that. So, um, yeah, guys, if you like this power thruple that we have here on this podcast, make sure to check out our other podcast, The Horror Virgin. And that is the only other podcast that Mikey and I are on. But Paige gets around and she is on two other podcasts. Black Card Rehab and Cult Podcast. So guys, definitely check out those because they're amazing. If you want to follow us on social, we are at Romancing the Pod Show. Yes. On yes. Instagram. And we are at something else on Twitter who I just have never taken the time to learn it's, it. It's just Romancing Pod Show because they have a character oh. limit and it's show, S-H-O, like Showtime. So guys, check that out as well. And if you want to follow us all individually, Paige is at rampage wesley everywhere including tiktok except for twitter where she is at page wesley mikey is at m randolph 24 and i am at todd j awesome everywhere and guys we got a p.o box so if you want to send us some love letters or whatever you might send to a p.o box it's actually not a p.o box it's like a regular street address it's pretty awesome it's 6688 nolensville road number 108-34 brentwood tennessee 37027 so send us some stuff that's gonna be it for us you guys i'm Paige, and i'm todd and you complete us <laughs> to completion what do you think mikey's bad pickup line would be for here i don't know but i just need to tell everyone if somebody is being that verbally abusive to you leave them man get help like, if you're afraid Leave. for your life, get help and get out. Like, yeah, agreed. Yeah. You can do it. I believe in you. Mikey's got some real hometown sheriff energy, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> definitely looking to pick up a lady off the waiver wire. That's all I'm saying. There you go. Bye. I am sick as shit, nerds. <laughs>